four reels, sevens across three $15,000 jackpots. Do you have any idea what the odds are? Shoot, it's got to be in the millions, maybe more. Three f***ing jackpots in 20 minutes? Why didn't you pull the machines? Why didn't you call me? Well, it happened so quick. Three guys won. I didn't have a chance to call oh, you. you see the scam? You didn't see what was going on? Well, there's no way to determine that, Yes, Sam. there is. An infallible way. They won. Well, it's a casino. People got to win sometimes. Hey, Ward, you're pissing me off. Now you're insulting my intelligence. What do you think? I'm a f***ing idiot. You know gun damn well somebody had to get into those machines and set those f***ing reels. The probability on one four-wheel machine is a million and a half to one. On three machines in a row, it's in the billions. It cannot happen. Would not happen. Momo, what's the matter with you? Didn't you see you being set up on the second wind? I really you, think wait, you're... Wait, you didn't see that you were being set up on the second wind? I really think you're overreacting. Listen, this whole f***ing yokel, I had it with you. I've been carrying your ass in this place ever since I got here. Get your ass and get your things and get out of here. You're firing me? I'm firing you. No, I'm not firing. I'm firing you. You might regret this, Mr. Rothstein. I'll regret it even more if I keep you on. This is not the way to treat people. Listen, if you didn't know you'd be in scam, you're too f***ing dumb to keep this job. If you didn't know you were in on it, either way, you're out. Get out. Go on. Let's go. All right, everyone, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This is one of your hosts, Neo, and joining me always is Soul Bro, the Muppet-hating bastard, Chris. Hey, Chris. Guys, say hello. You're welcome, Muppets. Don't don't misspeak and make me sound like a Muppet-hating bastard. Yeah, no, no, no. Chris, is, Chris loves Muppets. Soul Bro hates Muppets. I'll just have to live uh. with that. I take it you're not going to the Muppet movie that releases in a few weeks there. No, actually, I'm getting taken there. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, don't sound so excited. Oh, you know? boy, I'm so freaking jazzed and pumped to go see that. My mm. wife, my wife's excited to see it, so I have to go. Because I'm sure all the times that you dra- dragged her to fighting game tournaments and stuff, she was so excited too, right? Just so you know, I've only dragged her to one. That's it. I have been dragged to countless yeah, movies. Yeah, I did you never. the one that was your honeymoon, right? Hey, hey, guess what? We didn't stay there the entire damn time, and she had sure. a good time regardless. So we... your thing, Mister Romance. Oh, you bastards! I swear to God. <laughs> you, yeah, was you, reflect this, was deeply, this... you reflect deeply for the rest of your life mm-hmm. on whether it was a good idea to take your bride to a fighting tournament mm-hmm. as part of your honeymoon. My no matter wife... how small a part it was, mm-hmm. you think about that. I took her. The rest of your days. I took her well, actually, first I'm day. Sure, I'm sure Solbro had two honeymoons. Uh-huh. One with his wife and one with Daigo. Oh, you didn't. Wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe three. Maybe one with Seth Killian, too. Oh, oh that's. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, bro. So badly in love. Getting around. I don't, so much time. So many honeymoons. Not enough time. <laughs> now he's in the time for that. Now he's, he's just got to read about uh, the disappointing new characters for Ultimate. Oh, right. you mean Ultimate right? Street Fighter 4? Yeah. Uh, Ultimate, yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's another story for another day. You don't want to get me on that. And another podcast. You don't ever want to get me on that. I'm, I'm sure I'll talk more about that on EX versus the Gun Damnation. But yeah, that's uh, anyway. Go back to you, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Um, yeah, episode 130 of Gun Dam. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, this is episode 130. We went back in time. 
141, sir. 141. 141, sorry. <laughs> I was looking at something else. <laughs> you do know that you cannot really multitask. They've actually proven that's physically impossible to do. But Actually, multitasking is, from what I read, forbidden in the Larry King School of Journalism. Oh. It is, it is. And, and it's I like network computers. I broke one of the commandments, but at least that one's not the dangerous one like networking my computers. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you know what the punishment is for having broken the, the rules of Lord King. Uh -oh. you, have to, you have to go uh, intern at uh, Will McAvoy Newsnight for five months. Oh, my God. That's the well, punishment. I, was, you, I thought you were going to say something worse. I mean, that's bad, but I was thinking, you know, having to sit in a, an well, hour in a room you, with Pierce Morgan. Oh, I was well, say. you also you also have to serve as the personal intern of Professor Olivia Munn, oh. PhD Ooh. in economics. Ooh. Oh my God! Talking Ooh. about uh, Glass Siegel and Fed, the Fed Re Federal Reserve, and oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Five <laughs> months of that. Sweet. How's that for a punishment? You know what'll happen is I'll, learn, get, yeah. as I'll get twenty to life because I will probably beat the living shit out of Doctor Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> PhD in in, in knob goblin. So, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? If anything, uh, you'll have me and Pedro as uh, cellmates in jail because, uh, based on a couple of recent episodes of Chaos Theater, we've discovered that we're both pyromaniacs who enjoy watching people get immolated. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So we'll, well, we'll probably be in prison for setting somebody on fire. Actually, could I have you guys do that for me? You know, to her. But if the money's right, yeah, not a problem. And you know, it's funny. Speaking of uh, Piers Morgan getting canned, because that was so, so such a great thing. I was watching uh, Top Gear last week, mm -hmm. and uh, Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> I called him out, which was great. Because what? I, yeah, because I know Jeremy. I think Jeremy Clarkson punched him or something, wow. like on a plane once. Yeah, like he fucking hates Piers Morgan, like Yo. all of us should. So. Oh, he's yeah. my hero now. Yeah, my God. But yes, I'm sorry. Not episode 130, not episode 131, but episode 141 of Gundam and MHQ. And this episode is going to be one segment, and it's just going to be devoted to mail. Yes, because I don't think we've done any in all of 2014. So <laughs> uh, Chris is going to be dusting off the old uh, mail bag and going through some of those great uh, questions. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of new top five and top ten lists in there. So that, that, can't wait to look forward to that. So, um, but uh, before we begin, anything, guys? Before we get into uh, some news, as I'm walking over to my news desk in the Larry King Memorial News Studio, I just uh, bow to the tomes, bow to Lord King's uh, uh, portrait. Now I'm sitting down. Anything, guys? I'm Soul ready. I'm ready to rock. Okay. All right. Well, coming to you from the Larry King Memorial. You are the king. You are the king. New studio here in sunny uh, Orange County, California, because it was about 80 degrees today. And uh, so got some Neos listener submitted news. And just before we begin, I know that there's been some feedback on the old change in the news. Yes, we do. We now uh, have all the survey news alerts and the robo apocalypse news alerts they're all going to be done uh, in one fell swoop and uh, we're actually only going to be doing select news items and you know there was some kind of pushback on that but that's something we've done in the past before and 
Um, so I don't know why anybody's having any issues with that. And the reason being that we changed up things is just we're trying to get things a little bit tighter and uh, trying to adhere to a little bit more of a time schedule. So, you know, don't feel bad. Don't feel that it's if your news article is not read, that it reflects on your character or anything or your performance. It's nothing like that. It's just, uh, you know, we sometimes you just got to make the hard decisions. And that's what we do. That's what we do. It does reflect upon you. You're bad and you should feel bad. Your submissions suck. Oh, Jesus. Who is that? Is that? Oh, that's the Gundam News Editor. I'm sorry. Gundam News Editor, you always said said that you're going to be behind the scenes. Are you lying to me? Because that's written in the contract. You're supposed to be behind the scenes. You're not supposed to be coming What do I pay you for? Give me those pictures. <laughs> Headlines. Spider-Man. Threat or menace? Uh, both. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Yeah, so, you know, and I'm sure in a year or so, I'm sure the news will change again because it's changed about 15 different times since we've done this show. So, <laughs> change is good. So, but uh, once again, if you have any news articles, you can always submit those to the Neos listeners. Submit a news articles thread in the goddamn section in the Mechatalk forum. And the first one that we have here, some regular news, is coming from Silver August. And he has a link here that has a new trailer for the final episode of the of Gundam Unicorn with while the engines cool down. So I don't know if any of Silver or Chris if you've seen this. I haven't had a chance to check it out. Been a little uh, in and out this this past week or so. So uh, but all those interested in watching that, definitely check check it out. Thank you. Mr. Silver August for your submission. The next one here comes from Vent Noir. This is our first evil Australian news submission. And actually, <laughs> I think Vent Noir is trying to create his own news category because he calls this evil Australian news. Nice. Yeah. I'm wonder I just wonder what this is about because I'm I wonder if it's got something about like, you know, how to make shanks or something, you know, how to Oh, and this is coming from the Anime News Network. Mad Men Entertainment, which I guess is a big thing down there in the land of Down Under, because every time uh, one of these Australians submits something about videos, it's always dealing with Mad Men Entertainment. But it looks here that Fantastic Limited, who are the current owners, are selling it back, Mad Men Entertainment, back to the original founders, Tim Anderson and Paul Weingart. So um, I don't know what that really means, uh, if it means that it's going to, you know, go if that's a good thing or a bad thing but uh you know it says here that it's gonna be that it's happening and that's about it yeah so it looks like the the former owners are a little excited about doing this and uh, so yeah that's all you what happened in america with the uh, funimation <laughs> yes it did when the original owners brought it bought it back from navarre entertainment mm-hmm. yeah that is true that is true. So, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Wow, I have gaming news here that has does nothing to do with uh, Gundam Versus. Oh shoot! Oh, this is from Poster Zether, and it's a uh, there's a remake of the of the game Assault So Assault Suits Linus, and, and it's coming to the PS4 with Botom's key animator, Toryo Yashishida, behind the mecha designs. Oh, nice. And uh, Mr. Zether has a link here to Crunchyroll, and it has a little bit of a remake trailer. Yeah, looks pretty cool. I never played now, this game back in the past. It was uh, it was 
debuted on the Sega Mega Drive or the Genesis system back in Japan in 1990 and was localized as Target Earth, I guess, yeah. in the States here. Yeah, I remember Target Earth. They also had a, a follow-up game as well. Yes, yeah. uh, that would be Assault Suits Vulcan, which was released in the U.S. as Cybernator. What? On the Super NES, and that was a game that I played the shit out of. No doubt, In dude. the early 90s. I used to work at a used yeah. game store, and I used to play that game every once in a while, man. Dude, I had no I idea. Them. Yep. Well, they're doing a remake of uh, Target Earth on the PS4. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looks... Here's hoping they do Vulcan eventually. Yeah. No... Doesn't look like there's any release dates or anything like that. So definitely, uh, yeah. But there's some pretty cool, pretty cool stuff there. So thank you, Mr. Zether, for your submission. Next one here comes from Poster Battletech. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Coming here from the uh, Crunchyroll, and I haven't visited this yet, but it looks like the Mobile Suit Gundam. I think we've all heard of this. The mm-hmm. 30th anniversary site's been launched. Oh, no. uh, I mean 35th? Or 35th anniversary. Are you in a time warp today? <laughs> I must be. I must be, you know, some type of fold. Well, they did, they, I think they did find evidence of the Big Bang today. So, I mean, maybe that's – maybe I'm having some issues with uh, my time-space continuing here. But, um, yeah. Just, it, just reverse the polarity. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did go 88 miles going home today. I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, yes, basically, if you go to the website right now, it's just going to say, coming soon, March 20th, 2014, there's going to be an announcement that's going to be made, broadcast at 5 p.m. Uh, Japan time. So, Feed um, movie! You think? You cross your oh, fingers. wow. <laughs> I know, Jack, well, it's, man, funny, it's funny that you say it, because in this article here, they go, what can you expect from this March 20th announcement? The long-awaited Gundam The Origin anime series? A new OVA following the very successful Gundam unicorns such as Hathaway's Flash or Crossbone? Oh, you know, the fanboys are wanting that. Crossbone! <laughs> crossbone! You know, uh, I, I will say this. Um, as perhaps my final comment on the Seed movie. If it if it is the Seed movie, congratulations to Jammin and all those people. Yeah. But... If in the more likely event that it is not the Seed movie, can we please shut the hell up about the Seed movie and never, ever mention it again? Because if by this point for the 35th anniversary it does not happen, it is never, ever going to happen. And it's it's funny that you say that because one of the other things they talk about here is Tamino's new anime, Gen Renko. And I guess Bandai had confirmed last year that it's going to be released as part of the anniversary, so they're wondering if that may be one of the... Um, you know, one of the announcements too. So, definitely, guess we'll find out in a few days. So, um, you know, definitely some, uh, definitely some cool stuff there. But no, let's just... let's instead keep hoping for something that hasn't been mentioned for like eight years. And <laughs> basically, what a, a a a story that we see uh, Sunrise has gone well past at this point. They've what created two new two new timelines after this. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'll just go and pre-order my copies of Final Fantasy XV and The Last Guardian since they'll come out before the Seed movie. Ooh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> no, wait. I'll, I'll, I'll pre-order my copy of Shenmue 3 right now. Oh, yes. Oh, that's guaranteed. On the Dreamcast 2. <laughs> on the Dreamcast 2. It'll happen, guys. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> See, I can do the Hopers and Dreamers, too. Hey, man. You did. You, you, just you, completely you, sarcastically. You sound like a natural. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, 
Mr. Poster Battle Tech. The next one here comes from Wielder, and he's got a link here to Anime News Network, and this is kind of cool. There's a Pat Le- the live-action Pat Labor Films Episode Zero prologue has been aired. Oh. And it's yeah, it's about 15 minutes long, and it has um, um, the maintenance crew chief Shingo talking about the history of Special Vehicle Section Two Division One or Division Two, and uh, yeah, so definitely, I'm sure you can find that possibly on the Methods Channel. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be about uh, five, 12 episodes that are going to be done for this episode zero. Part there's going to be part one at uh, April 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, May, part two is going to come May 31st, July 12th for part three, part fourth, April 30th, you know, October 18th, November 29th, and January 7th. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So that pretty each high. of these little episodes is going to be about 48 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So, And then, of course, the film is going to open during Japan's Golden Week holiday. So... What a better way to spend Golden Week. <laughs> dinner dinner in a movie. Dinner at KFC and then watch the Pat Labor movie. Go, cool, man. Yes. That, for that special occasion. How American is that? <laughs> I mean, how Japanese is that? For but. that special occasion, you always call the colonel. <laughs> hey. I can't think of a better a better time, especially during the Pat Labor uh, live-action TV show. So, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, man. I, that's that's going to be a busy weekend, man, that first weekend in April, dude. Uh, even though um, uh, the Methodist Network may not provide until a little bit after that. I uh, First weekend of April? What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, for, yeah. the, for, 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 the, for the short? Okay. For yeah. Not, 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 yeah, for episode one of Pat Labor, uh, for uh, mm-hmm. Captain, Captain America and Game of Thrones all that same weekend, man. It's, it's going to be pretty packed, man. I can't wait. Can't wait. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think pa- I think live action Pat Labor might be on my lap on the the end of my list on that week. <laughs> <laughs> between Baby Dragons and Cap, yeah. Sorry. Well, there's time in between. <laughs> definitely, definitely mm-hmm. is. But uh, thank you for that, Mister Poster Wielder. Oh, the next one here, and this is actually going to two posters. Look, I am combining them together. So these are two, instead of one story, but two happy listeners. And those listeners are M121 Akuma and, of course, the evilest of all Australians, Vent Noir. And this is actually my first time knowing about this. Maybe Chris will have a little bit more information on this. But it looks like there's going to be Gundam models are going to be sold at 400 of the plus Barnes and Noble locations, as long as, as, as um, also at the Barnes and Nobles uh, online store. So it says here, blah blah blah, words, words, words. Um, yes, beginning in April of this year, uh, the online store and at the Barnes and Nobles, you're going to be able to get uh, Gundam models. That's not bad. So, I, I know news of that leaked out. Kits are oh. going to be their kits are going to be ranging from thirty-five to sixty-five dollars to the website. Mostly going to oh, because what they're currently offering right now, mostly Gundam Wing Endless Waltz uh, figures. So it's going to be interesting what comes up in April. So yeah, that's cool. So there's no excuse now to get Gunpla. So you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> support yeah. support Gunpla and support a dying book business you know a dying business so and, and their limited overpriced selection yeah oh, there you go damn hey guys gun is back in america well, it, it is people hey people, we wished hard enough it happened hey, it happened yeah it's, it's here now so if uh, people yeah. who are interested in buying gunpla at your local barnes and noble can i just hope there's not too overpriced but 
<laughs> I guess we'll see. But uh, wow. yeah, I, I, I doubt you're going to be getting the you know the perfect grades, oh, yeah. uh, Sasabi or anything like that. So, but yes, thank you, Mr. M121 Akuma and Vent Noir for that submission. And the last one here of regular news. Wow, this is this is pretty breaking news. Uh, is um, this is coming from Silver August, and it's been revealed that there is a new Transformers cartoon that is be- that was announced, and it seems that it's going to be a sequel to Generation One. No, no, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> no, this 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 one's gonna lack heart and soul too. Damn, it's gonna be it's gonna be a sequel to Transformers Prime, and it's gonna the series is gonna premiere in 2015, and. Um, uh, Mr. Silver August's link here has a link to the website. There's a picture of Bumblebee because it looks like uh, this show is going to be s- structured around Bumblebee. So, and of course, it's going to be on the hub. And let me see here. Oh, there's a there's a press release. Uh, blah 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 blah. Words words words. Yes, it's going to be an all new series centering around Bumblebee stepping up to lead a brand new team of Autobots. It's going to feature an all star cast with Will Frito. Uh, returning as Bumblebee, Darren Chris, Constance Zimmer, and Ted McGinley. And blending 3D characters with hand-painted environments, the series mixes action-packed adventures with lots of comedy, making it a rip-roaring experience for kids and families to enjoy. So from what it sounds like, this is going to be a lot less on the ha-ha side than actual Prime was. So, because... <laughs> I would think no zombie robots riding zombie dinosaur robots, possibly. <laughs> I think you can rule I those out. <laughs> and also, is it this year? Is it 2014 or is it 2015? That's the 30th anniversary of tra- of the Transformers brand. It that looks would like be it's this year, sir. This year. year. Mm-hmm. No, if you had heart and soul. Oh, I burn. don't. My heart and soul. You should know that I the original it. Transformers started in 1984. <laughs> oh, God. Generation 1. Oh, man. Yes, yes. but uh, yes, that that is definitely some great news there. You guys, are you, you excited about that? I, I think I think both you guys like the uh, like Transformers Prime, thought you? Yeah. Thought, yeah, you probably gave us some pretty good marks and listening to one of those old Gundam episodes. <laughs> By the way, I got to switch you on your new, new style of... Blah blah blah. Words words words. It's right. You like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's called filler. I it's learned brisk. that. It's yes. Brisk. Yeah. It's brisk and breezy. Awesome. Well, like that, means, <laughs> that means that I'm quickly scanning, <laughs> scrolling down the screen. There. Hey, I don't have the ability to have a teleprompter pumped in front of me. I am not Ron Burgundy. Oh. What do you expect from me? So. But yes, uh, thank you for that, Chris. Because you know, coming from a newsman, that made me that makes me feel good. Yay! Former newsman. Former newsman. Oh. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Former newsman. But um, so thank you um, for that submission. And now going to some specific news. Soul bro, you get your finger on the trigger. Oh, oh, is that the time? Let's go. It's getting that time. Hit the first one. It's an alert. Survey news alert. Yeah. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh my god, that's bullshit. What the f- And we've got a couple of them and they're all the first two are coming from Poster EA Net Dude. Mm-hmm. And there is a 
there is a picture of Optimus Prime wielding a massive sword for the new poster for Transformers 4, Age of Extinction of All Childhoods, and the source is the Serpe Flicker. So you need to check that out because it looks <laughs> awesome. And Mr. EA Netu comes about with some more Serpe news alerts. Hmm. And I guess there is now a viral site called TransformersAreDangerous.com. You know, that's kind of a new thing that they do uh, with a lot of these shows is do these little uh, – these little viral things. So definitely check that out. And if you actually go to transformersaredangerous.com, you'll be able to check that out. And thank you, Mr. EA Netu, for that submission and loving survey as only all of us do. Um, <clears throat> next one here actually comes from words, words, words. It is actually coming from poster Vent Noir, evil Australian mm-hmm. Vent Noir. And this is more surveys because. I mean, let's be honest. Survey's about to take over uh, movies as we know it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next one here comes from uh, Mr. Vent Noir, and it is he has a link to the first look at Survey, the action figures of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Alien Turtles. And I gotta say, they look pretty good. He's got a link here. They look pretty cool. They look fantastic. I, I, I've got yeah. to say that uh, they rendered uh, pretty well. I, I can't wait to see them in animation. I know the uh, the trailer's going to be you imagine in front. You, uh-huh. All that I can imagine right now is picture them ready to fight the battle scene. Mm-hmm. 360 camera. Oh, well, of course. 360 camera. Well, we'll, get, we'll, we'll find out exactly what they look like in animation uh, when uh, Captain America well, drops. I, I would, I'd have a great bet that they'll look kind of like those figures. <laughs> I'm talking about how they look animated, because uh, that's that's also half the deal right there. And uh, we'll find out before Captain America uh, comes out, because uh, the trailer will be uh, airing when Captain America releases. So I, I look forward to seeing it, man. I, I hope it hope it turns out better than we expect. Wow, that's mm-hmm. kind of a shot. How dare you? I mean, this is Sir Bay you're talking about. Hey. He's always done well. He didn't direct it. <laughs> Right, Rich. Let's, let's be guess, real. Yeah, that that let's yeah that real. would actually that would make me a little apprehensive All too. Right. Sorry about that. There you go. So, but uh, thank you for that submission, Mr. Vent Noir and Mr. EA Net Dudes, and that's it for the Survey News Alert. But Damn. those are some good things, though. Real good things. Merchandise. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and now to close out the news, we're going to close it out, fighting for humans' rights and freedoms, for some Robo Apocalypse news. Is Neo so robophobic? And the first one here, this is awful. This is very awful. Sound the alerts. There is a robot, humanoid robot called Nio that's going to be able to keep secrets. This is not what you want because somebody's going to tell him, I want to kill all the humans. He's going to keep that a secret. See, (laughs) if robots are going to be told any secrets, they should blab them out. This is bad. And this is coming from poster Fear Junkie. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, he's giving Thank us something you. to fear. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that submission. Mm-hmm. And the next one here comes from, wow, this seems to be a new poster. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this poster before. And the Neo's listeners submitted news. Mm-hmm. And uh, let alone giving us new robo-apocalypse news. Oh. But this is another way that the robots are going to try to gain our trust to rip our faces off. And this is coming from Poster Chris. Whoa. Hmm. Who is this guy? And uh, it says, this is what robot strippers will look like. He has a link to the Verge, and they have robotic 
strippers. They actually have a link showing a robot on a stripper pole, and this is awful. Yo, man, can a robot get a table dance? <laughs> <laughs> it actually looks pretty funny. It's a German soft... This is what makes it even more ironic, is Germans having humor. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a German software developer... And they have two lady robots that move and twist to the music while there there is a fellow robot DJ with the <laughs> megaphone for a head. Now, Chris, did you actually watch this video? Is is it as I, is it as I hilarious not, as it sounds? You know what? Screw you guys. I'm gonna make my own German Funland with blackjack and hookers. There you go. That there you tall. go. Entrepreneur, this guy. <laughs> actually, just forget the blackjack. Now this could be the next step of you know using and using hot lady robots to you know betray humanity and stuff. So you gotta watch out for those Nexus Six models. <laughs> <laughs> and Google's already up to the Nexus Five. Oh no! <laughs> this this is bad. Definitely yeah. right around the corner, man. Google I/O is in May, so you know if they announced the Nexus Six. Yes, we all have to. You better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> If you see if you see Rutger Hauer walking down the street, Ooh, the things he's seen, man. Yeah, you wouldn't believe them. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And once again, I'm I'm now just clutching the tomes because yeah, this could this could be a way this this is gonna make things difficult if they do the Nexus Six stripper robots. So and phone and phone. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be able to text. She's going to strip and text for you at the same time. I mean, that's this is this is amazing, I guess, but not really. <laughs> but thank you, Poster Chris, for your submission. And the next one here comes from Rodimus76, and this is coming from the Geek Tyrant website. And it says here there are new rules of the Robot Human Society video essay. Yeah, the rules are robots are tools to be subjugated by humans, and they should never be given AI and never network. But yes, there is a video essay from the PBS off book called The New Rules of Robot Human Society that breaks down how things should work between the two when the time comes. Yeah, I mean, when the time comes, it means gathering arms and blowing their freaking robotic faces off. But I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a quick blurb of what they say here. Uh-huh. As, quote, as technology speeds forward, humans are beginning to imagine the day when robots will fill the roles promised to us in science fiction. But what should we be thinking about today as robots like military and delivery drones become a real part of our society? Well, the military drones are a part of society already. How should robots be programmed to interact with us? How should we treat robots? And who is responsible for the robot's actions? As we look at the unexpected impact of new technologies, we are obligated as a society to consider the moral and ethical implications of robots. And that all sounds great, but unfortunately, the people creating robots Mm -hmm. are called large, faceless, multinational corporations, and they're not (laughs) going to care. And that's when the robots are going to rebel and rip our faces off. So I'm going to have to watch this to do some research for for the resistance and see how this new these new rules may fit or may not fit within the to- within the tomes and within the human resistance so thank you mr rodimus 76 for your submission and the last one here comes from poster bloody night mm-hmm. and this one really scares the hell out of me oh boy. because it looks like that <laughs> Uh, Hitachi is developing transforming robots to work at the Fukushima power plant. You know, the one that blew up oh. during the tsunami. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is just what we need. 
radioactive robots. And you know what comes after this? Radioactive cats riding radioactive Roombas. <laughs> well, you know, this... I got something before that. Hmm. Uh, a lot of the quote-unquote work that's being subcontracted at uh, Fukushima is being done by the Yakuza. So you have oh. radioactive robots owned by the Yakuza. Mm. Not good. Yeah. The conspiracy runs deep. <laughs> Jake, Jake Gattel is on the story. Oh, damn it. Yeah, it says here that the you know investigating the plant and identifying its issues demands remote observation. It's pretty dangerous to still go near it. So hopefully they these these transforming robots that um uh that they've developed are going to be able to do this critical yet hazardous work. And I guess there's one that is designed to move underwater, allowing it to operate inside reactors where water is being used to cool the melted cores. It's outfitted outfitted with the tank treads. Oh my God! So this is like a gun tank robot uh, <laughs> outfitted with tank treads to help it move up and down slopes on the walls and maneuver around obstacles. Another one's designed to morph into a narrower form so it can enter pipes and squeeze into spaces 10 centimeters in diameter and take pictures in its original form. Yeah, this is no good, no good. So, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta convene a, a meeting of the War Council for this. So. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Bloody Knight, for your submission, and thank you for keeping me up on that all night on this one because this is this is really bad. Radioactive yakuza robots, cats on Roombas. Indeed, not a good thing. <laughs> it only it, and it's only and stripper bots. Oh my <laughs> god, this is just gonna this. <laughs> it's like a perfect storm of the end of humanity. So, thank you, Mr. Bloody Knight, for your submission. Thank you, everyone, for your submissions. And if you ever have any news that you'd like to put up, please go to the Neos Listener Submitted News Articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And wow, there's a little bit of history that's about to come on here oh. because. As promised from last episode, Solbro, we all know Solbro, we all love, know and love Solbro, he <laughs> compiled the last of the good hopes and dreams for his now defunct Hopers and Dreamers <laughs> section. So now, and Chris, for the last time, is going to dash upon these hopes and dreams oh, until probably next episode, or maybe 15 minutes from now when something else ha- is, happens. But Exciting. In the parameters of the Hopers and Dreamers segment, here for the last time, Sobro Ryu with Chris. Welcome, everybody, to the final, final Hopers and Dreamers corner. Yay! Oh, my God. Clap it up, guys. Insert crying. Insert crying. (laughs) Yes, many thanks to everybody who submitted uh, entries to the Hopers and Dreamers Corner. I'm I'm sad to not be able to read them all. I know some of them were were really good, and some of them I had to I, I had to sift through. Some of them were just laundry lists, as we mentioned before, and yeah, um, they just just people just saying I want this over here and um, not really explaining what they wanted. So, <laughs> well, and, and and also remember, uh-huh. uh, everyone that submitted, most of you are the ones that killed this. So, I know, I, well, with your, with I, your bad I should, post, I should have defined it a bit more, and I didn't. So I, I'll put the blame on myself. But uh, we've got ten submissions. Uh, we're going to run through these quickly because I know we're tight on time. And we'll start off with Arbiter Gundam, who writes, "My hope and dream is that Chris 
and Eric Keith, a.k.a. Cressborn, my, my co-host on EX vs. The Gun Damnation, uh, or whatever you're calling yourself today, me boyo, <laughs> that's what he writes, will have the most epic G-Savior throwdown ever. And General Hate, or Monso or Bill Whipton can be ref, and Sobro and Neo can eat the popcorn. Man, I wouldn't mind seeing that because Eric is a, wow. uh, a huge uh, he is a huge fan. Oh, he does enjoy G-Savior. And uh, he joined us on the commentary for that a few weeks ago on Anime, anime Movie Night. Um, Chris, any uh, any thoughts to this, sir? Like, I care what some <laughs> pony man thinks about G-Savior. Pony man! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown, Eric. <laughs> yeah, that all. Yeah. Credibility Did you not lost. listen to the episode where we had G-Savior? <laughs> The Gundam Roundup. You said, "Oh, did you had to say then?" What more do I have to say than that? <laughs> oh, I guess I guess the series could withstand no more shitting on <laughs> the movie. I mean, but uh, there you go. Well said, Chris. Well said. And uh, thank you for the submission, Arbiter Gundam. Uh, next up is Ro- Robo Lizard two two two. Neo's best friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he writes, "My hope and dream is to see all other hopers and dreamers go burn from a." Just kidding, just kidding. My real dream is to see Chris and Dennis have a drinking contest. And he writes, P.S. So, bro, don't tell Chris my bets on Dennis winning. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I would take that bet because uh, mm-hmm. no one can drink that guy under the table. Oh, my yeah, God. A, Wouldn't even try. Even Chris would have his money on him. 50-year fed of alcoholism. Collusion. <laughs> I'll shave some points. The game is rigged. The game is rigged. Thank you, Robo Lizard. I appreciate your submission. Next up is Mechton GM, aka Daniel, man. Uh, the the great, 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 great grandson of Howard Mason, man. It's good to see you writing in. You mean grandfather? Grandfather. My God, I am I am going back in time. Yeah, you to got your time shift backward too. Oh my God, dang man, where's Doc Brown when you need him? <laughs> Marty, it's your kids, Marty. <laughs> That means that somebody screwed up something, then. Indeed, indeed. The, yeah. The Are we gonna? I mean, my hands gonna start disappearing. The flux capacitor is malfunctioning. But this is heavy. <laughs> What's with the gravity? Mechton Gia <laughs> writes. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my hope and dream embedded in reality. I hope since Legendary has the film rights to both Pacific Rim and Godzilla, and IDW Comics has the licenses for the comic books for both, we'll get a crossover comic where the Jaegers face off against the kaiju from the Rift, but also ones from the classic Godzilla franchise, including the Big G himself. I'm sure the writers could find a way to get the two settings to work. I'd love to see Gypsy Danger face Godzilla, and then have to face a much larger threat from another monster, forcing the two to work together. Man, it's like you've written a book yourself, bro. <laughs> but uh, it's, it sounds like an idea. I mean, Legendary does have the rights to both. And I would see, uh, out of all the formats that that could actually happen, comic book would probably be the format that it would happen in if it does. Um, will it happen? I don't know if Toho would allow it, but because uh, Toho is very protective of the Godzilla license and their other monsters. But you never know. There might be game for it. Who knows? Fellas? You know, I can't share on this. I, I, I would like to see this. Yeah. Shoot, man. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I think I think you'd have to worry more about the lawyers making this work yeah. as opposed to the writers. See, I don't think the writers have an issue. The dudes in the suits will body both the Jaegers and Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing that giant robots and monsters may be stopped from fighting by, you know, a five foot eight guy that went to, um, you know, Harvard Law. So. Exactly. His briefcase rules all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
But uh, thank you very much for the submission, Mechton GM. I appreciate it. Uh, the next submitter is one of Chris's favorite submitters of all time, man. The Day Man. He, he defeats the Nightman every time. <laughs> and he writes, I have two hopes and dreams. The first is that the Gundam crew hosts the tournament that features all of Sobro's men. The activities would consist of who can cry the most, who has the most wasted potential, <laughs> who, who's the best pizza, and who's the best pizza delivery man to make <laughs> to, to make the rating system fair and unbiased. Sobro can't be a judge. The winner would get a <laughs> the winner would get a signed Blu-ray copy of G Savior that features commentary with Chris, Neo, Sobro, and Peter. The runner up. Oh, <laughs> oh God! The runner up would get to spend the day with Jab Man and marathon all of Destiny. Oh my God! <laughs> is that a prize or is that? It is sounds that... like a punishment. Oh my God! Yeah, it sounds like the, the the deepest darkest corner of hell. <laughs> oh my God! May the odds never be in your favor. Yes. And, and last but not least, my other hope and dream is that Sobro becomes Mark Hamill's replacement as the voice of the Joker. He certainly got the laugh down. Oh, no one can replace Mark Hamill. I'm sorry, Troy Baker. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I, I I can't. I have no. I have no. I have no remark for you, Day Man. You you freaking nailed it. <laughs> I buy that for a dollar. Oh man. Uh, you can take that to the bank. Flawless victory, sir. <laughs> Thank you for the submission. All right. Next up is Furious Rodimus, and his is really short. He says, my hope and dream is that no Hollywood or music exec ever looks at the Robotech Macross saga and thinks, hey, a live action Macross saga movie would be a great vehicle for my aging slash irrelevant slash brand new pop star to reach a new audience. <laughs> God, okay. God forbid we ever have that happen, man. Furious Rodimus, your heart is in the right place. Let's hope that they never uh, look at Macross like that. It's Too been... late. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's already it's already happening why do you think uh disney stuffs all of their ghibli dubs with all of their stupid little like current pop idols it's the exact same phenomenon can you imagine the music that would be today's music being in a macross themed live action movie i would just lose my i, I would i would throw up <laughs> if it meant that a Zentradi gets to step on Justin Bieber, then I'm all for it. You know what? Damn! If that's the ending, man, I'll, I'll go to the theater, man. I'll buy I'll buy four or five tickets. <laughs> as long as long as he ends up dead before <laughs> in real life. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sorry, Justin. I'm not. Um, but uh, thank you, Furious Rodimus, for the submission. I appreciate it. Uh, next up is Shellcod, and he writes, So after listening to your review of Fang of the Sun Dugram in episode 125, I decided to watch it, and I really enjoyed it, despite a few slow parts. Anyways, my hope, my hope and or dream is for more stories set in the Fang of the Sun universe. I think an OVA focusing on what the other members of the Fang of the Sun did after the end of the first series would be neat. Or even a show set in the future where DeLoyer and Earth fight for control of one of the uncivilized planets. Um, I know that Takahashi really hasn't revisited that universe. Although I'm kind of surprised he hasn't, being that that show ran so long. Is, is this post from 1984? Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I mean it, is, it is a dated was, series. Was it, was, it, was it posted on a, on a Mac 2? <laughs> Shadow of the Box? <laughs> and printed up in Dot Matrix? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, man, I, I, your heart is in the right place, man. Um, I just they have never revisited Dugram since then. Aside uh, from toys. Aside from toys, um, but, you know we've gotten many revisits to the Votums universe, um, but Dugram has been in been in the dust since then. But your heart's in the right place, man. Uh, if if they made some crazy announcement that that was coming out, I would not I would not scoff at it, man. I'd be I'd be awaiting to see it. Yeah, but I I wouldn't hold your breath. No, no, not at all. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the submissions, Shell Cod. Next up is Zero the Mass Knight. Um, and he writes, uh, he has two things really short. He says, somehow Scott Snyder will be involved in either the Batman slash Superman movie or the next Arkham game. If, uh, if they're going to keep milking Batman, they might as well use one of their best writers. By extension, my hope and dream is that if they somehow get him involved, his writing for either the movie or the game is as good as his writing in the comics. Well, we already know that neither of these have come to pass. No, so. they have not. They uh, they, they just recently announced the the Arkham City game. And you mean Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight. God dang it! I am I am going back in time again. Yeah, Arkham Knight. Um, at least they got Kevin Conroy back for that. Thank goodness. But uh, also, the Batman Superman movie has no assistance from Scott Snyder at all, at all. Sadly, so uh, who knows what that movie's going to end up as? But we'll see. Well, at least Affleck brought in the guy who wrote Argo to rewrite David Goyer, so my hopes for this movie have shot up infinitely. Thank God, I, if anything. Uh... If nothing of Goyer's gets used. They throw his script in the garbage. <laughs> Where it belongs. Where all of his scripts belong. In the circular file. <laughs> Damn. In the crank file. Nice. And his second one, I think, actually is coming true. He says, uh, an alien video game in the style of Resident Evil. And from what I know, that actually is happening is uh, Alien Isolation uh, being made by the Creative Assembly and produced by Sega. And that releases in fourth quarter 2014. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. That game is actually coming out. Will it be good? I don't know. Alien doesn't have a, a good history when it comes to games. Maybe there's been one or two games. And that, that, that alien, that like old school alien arcade game was fun as hell yes it was a, a the alien arcade game aliens versus predator was awesome in the arcades and then you have avp on the p on the pc back in the 90s mm-hmm. the original but you gotta go yeah, back to the, the 90s to talk find about, those yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the problem in the last decade i don't think there have been any good games maybe there's been one that sneaked in here but i don't know what it's called honestly uh, sure as hell ain't colonial marines Ooh, my Ooh. god <laughs> It sure isn't. But uh, thank you very much for the submission, Zero, the Mass Knight. All right. We've got uh, three more, and they're really short. Well, the next two are. The Foul Sorceress writes, uh, My hope and dream is that Chris will have a YouTube show where he reads fanboy comments in silly voices. Chris, what's your thoughts? <laughs> you know, um, there almost was a show on YouTube where I did that oh. with Destructoid. Damn it, man. Oh, really? Yes. The pilot was filmed, mm-hmm. and it involved uh, hours of painstaking shooting and a shower. But uh, <laughs> sadly, for various reasons, it uh, never even got edited. So I never even got to see the finished product. And uh, sadly, neither will the rest of the world. Oh, damn it, man. Why, why can't we have one where it's just we're doing news with the, you know, the, 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 the black and white thing over it in the old-timey way? That would be good. Just doing just doing today's events in the old timey news way. Nice. That would be cool. Talk about Justin Bieber in the in the past tense. Yes. Which where he belongs. <laughs> Today Russian forces advanced on the Crimea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor support support vet from World War Two like turns on YouTube, he's like, Oh my god, it's happening again. 
March on, Putin! March on! <laughs> that makes me sad, man. Because um, I remember seeing a, a quote on Facebook the other day from EA Net Dude. He said that uh, anytime he hears you and Neo do uh, the fanboy voices duet, it makes him giddy. <laughs> Well, that's kind of what this uh, Destructoid video show would have been. Damn. Oh, really? Wow. That thanks. Bollocks, man. Are you going to try to pitch it again? Lost to the ages and whatever hard drive uh, (laughs) it was on. Yeah. (laughs) Well, to to what would have been. Um, if anything, you get a little snippet of that every once in a while here on Gundam. So uh, uh, hold out hope, guys. Hold out hope. If anything that, of, of anything that was discussed today, that's something I would like to see uh, more than anything else. But uh, thank you, Foul Sorceress. And uh, next up is Black Belt Sam, and he writes, My dream is for some company to get off their asses and start making some Pacific Rim model kits. Has anybody actually uh, um, uh, talked about doing that because this was dated a while ago. I didn't get the chance to look that up, but any word on that actually happening? No. Damn. I think that's a. It's. It's. I mean, if they just did Gypsy Danger just to see how that would do, I mean, I would hope that some company would at least try that at least. But I guess no. we. Have, I guess we have to uh, keep on waiting. <laughs> because they know the fans won't buy it. Oh damn it! Whatever do you mean? <laughs> they talked to all of the manga. And anime companies, and they were told, if they tell you they will buy it, they won't. Oh, Jesus. Well, if, if you say it, they won't come. <laughs> if they say they'll buy it and you produce it, they won't buy it. Man. Well, all I know is uh, all I know is it's a shame that they don't exist. I am anime and manga god. <laughs> I know all. Indeed you are, sir. Indeed you are. Thank you for the submission, Black Belt Sam. Buy war bonds. <laughs> I, I mean, buy a goddamn t-shirts. <laughs> I hope they do. For those who are looking to buy Gundam t-shirts, send a submission to Gundam Store MA Gundam Store MAHQ at gmail.com. Neil- Another thing that said they would launch it, but they haven't all bought it. Oh. <laughs> Well, eat- but come on, Soul Bro, let's do the last. This is all about yeah. you and the last of this, these. This is the final one, awful man. hopes. I mean, hopes and dreams. Here's here's where I I will be. I will probably jack Chris's thunder on this one. And this last submission is from and Black. This is it. There you go. This it's is history from Black Comet one two two four. My hope and dream is that Capcom stop mistreating Mega Man and make another Mega Man game that is not a nostalgia maker, specifically a Mega Man X nine. There's even oh, a petition. Oh, I hear the train. There's even a petition slash form for it. God. Mega Man Online <laughs> and Mega Man ZX3. And he writes in parentheses, uh, I don't care about legends. I know one way to make this dream closer to reality. And then he writes begs on hand reality. And then he writes uh, begs on hands and knees. Please, Street Fighter fans, I'm Soul Bro, he writes in parentheses. I'm begging you to stop buying the same game over and over again. Stop rewarding bad behavior being the battered wife of Capcom. So I am to understand that if I buy a Street Fighter game, that Mega Man games are being left to the wayside because we're buying Street Fighter games? Is that what I'm supposed to understand? You shouldn't buy the same old Street Fighter so that you can buy the same old Mega Man is what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what difference does that make? How, How in the F... I, I so want to curse right now, but I'm going to hold my tongue. How in the world 
does that stop that game from being made? You know how many Mega Man games have come out that you yourself didn't buy? You write in the in the in the in the paragraph, I don't care about legends. Well, you're being selective with your Mega Man games while me on the other end in buying every Street Fighter game that comes out because I have an interest in playing it. If you're a fan of something, if you're a fan, you'll give the game a shot or you'll at least rent it to see how it is. But you're rent telling it. me What the hell is that? Oh, <laughs> There's Gamefly at least, and and oh, some venues where you can rent a game. But look, I'm just saying, like you're being picky with Mega Man when Mega Man's on his last legs. Can you even afford to be in that position? Um, they haven't made a decent Mega Man game since Mega Man 10, um, as far as I know. And I bought those games. I bought every original Mega Man game. They haven't made any Mega Man games since Mega Man 10. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's probably that's very true. That's very true, actually. Now that you bring that up, but um, I went and I purchased every Mega Man original game that has come out. I've bought the Mega Man Zero games. I probably bought more Mega Man games than you have, son. <laughs> and I've been oh, playing God. them since Wait. the first. So don't play them. What- I was with Mega Man before you were with Mega Man. Ugh. Don't talk to I me. Was playing, I was playing Mega Man when he had bad cover art. Yeah, you, exactly, you're... dude. It's like sound like Mega Man hipster there. Have you even beaten Mega Man one? Did you just up... pull the the Mega Man equivalent of bro? Do you even lift? That's exactly right. It's like, have you even picked up an NES controller? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh, that's like, and have you gone through? Have you gone through a Mega Man game that wasn't on the emulator? Man, get out of here with this. And all, I, <laughs> all I know is that me buying Street Fighter games does has no re- reflection on Mega Man. The problem with Mega Man is that people have not been buying the games. So what you need to do is you need to rally the damn troops and go out there and have them buy the games that do come out. And, and hey, hey, so, bro, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this being the final hopes and dreams, is this you having your network moment? Hey, pretty much. <laughs> I, I do find it ironic that it's Soulbro going crazy about this. And, 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 I, know I do have some words to add I, in I, addition I, to what he's saying. And Capcom has made some stupid decisions. Oh. I'll be the first to tell you. But with Mega Man, them games don't sell. The ones that were released 9 and 10, they didn't sell for shit. And I bought them on two systems. So I put in my job, my, my work, man. I, I went and bought those games. I downloaded uh, when they were having the Street Fighter Cross Mega Man game that was out there. I downloaded that two times. Um, hey, to get both versions, so I, I put in my job. Did, did, all I Sobra? all I know Sobra. is this, and I'll I'll close on this. I, I just no, I just have a quick thing before you're closing. All right, go ahead. Would you say that Mega Man is as the wire? The Mega Man is to games as the wire is to TV series, <laughs> as everyone talks about it, but no one's bought it or <laughs> or seen it or played it. And for the most part, <laughs> would that be a good analogy? <laughs> I used to be a backer of petitions, man. And I'm not anymore oh, because they don't, they don't take you anywhere. They don't do anything. You have to go out and buy the games when they exist. The Mega oh Man X. This really is your network moment. It really yeah, is, it is, man. I was like, I, at this point, Bro, man, I, I, I'm, I'm salty about this statement because, honestly, it, it's not based on any kind of logic at all. I mean, if you don't buy the games that uh, come out from a wait, company. Wait, the company wait, 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 wait. You're saying logic and video game fans? <laughs> I love Mega Man, and I'm glad that uh, Mighty, Mighty Number no. Nine is coming out, and that's a game I will definitely support. And if that reignites the the fire for Mega Man games, and Capcom gets off their ass and makes another game, then you better support it. I don't care if it's Legends, I don't care if it's X3, I don't care if it's some Pokemon card game. I don't give a damn. Go out there and get it, because if you want that character to keep on going on, you better be willing to put money down. I don't want to hear about I'm broke or nothing like that. You better freaking start saving up now. 
So uh, that's it. That's the Whoa. end of that's the end of my 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 rant on that. And I, I'm sorry to take y'all thunder on that, but that's no, no. This is <laughs> quite informative and illuminating. I, hope I actually you... think it's I actually think it's an appropriate way to end. No, I don't know what else you could say on this one, Chris. How, how how more appropriate of an ending could there be than the Hoper and Dreamer cursing hopes and dreams? Welcome, I, welcome I, to Black Side, Sobro. I, <laughs> I've been saving a seat for you for years. I, I, I actually, I, I know you probably have something to say about it, Chris, but I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm almost wondering just for the sake of, mm-hmm. you know, the impact that we should just go with this. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> I, you know, at the end, at the end, he becomes what he didn't want to become. <laughs> you know, I was a hero long I, enough to become the villain. Is that what you exactly. said? <laughs> you, lived, you lived long enough to become what you hate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to bow out here, but. This is my last chance, so and it's just traditional. Yeah, go so ahead, go ahead, sir. Yeah. You know, I do not want any Mega Man games because Capcom sucks these days for the most part. Just look at what they've been doing with Resident Evil oh. and with other properties they've been attempting to revive, like Bionic Commando a few years ago, and um, they just suck. Well, I mean, there's for Strider, most of their franchises their now. Strider relaunch was fantastic. I love a good Metroid game. I haven't game, played that yet. And but it's it's developed by uh, what's that company? Um, the company that made Killer Instinct for Microsoft. I'm forgetting their name now, but they developed it, and that game's great. I, I I'm a big fan of the Strider game on the old NES because it was a Metroidvania game, and they made this game in the same exact vein. So kudos to uh kudos to that that company um i wouldn't mind seeing another mega man game i would love to see it as long as it's well made and has some original concepts because here's my problem with mega man it's you fight eight bosses and you go through four stages at dr wily well people are used to buying games that last 60 hours now the typical mega man game lasts for what, what games what games are you playing that last 60 hours yeah, what games are some, you playing games, outside of an rpg some games average like nowadays like the, no. o- the open only, world games. only like RPGs, dude. If yeah. you if you Open play games, do too. Like if you play a game like Call of Duty, yeah, you'll get through the single player campaign in wow. eight hours or less. Yeah, yeah. But, but the game also has multiplayer, which pads on all sorts of hours. Yeah, that, that Mega, Mega Man is not going to give you a multiplayer mode, so you need to come out. Well, with... it would have if if uh, online had come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Capcom yeah. had canceled that. Well, here's the main reason why I don't want to see any Mega Man games because clearly, number one, Capcom does not care about Mega Man because yeah. they've been doing the most that they possibly can to shit on him just like how last year it's like oh yeah we care about Mega Man and his anniversary and oh yeah we're going to do a lot more than just release this fan game here have a bunch of soundtracks that are really expensive and there's more coming there's more coming yeah yeah nothing nothing came what, whatever no, happened nothing came you, you want to see how to promote something and make it big look at what Nintendo did with the year of Luigi oh wow they gave the bastard his own game and they highlighted him Actually, he got two games last year. Yeah. He got he got uh, Dark Mansion, Mansion right? on the 3DS, and he got New Luigi. That's right. On the Wii U, mm-hmm. and he got mega promotion and tons of games, and it's still running because it's not a count. It's hasn't hit the full year yet. And he's a B tier character with Nintendo. Like you know, his, their A tier characters are like Mario, Link, Samus. Luigi's always second fiddle. So for him to get a year focused on him is ridiculous. <laughs> But apparently, Mega Man, nah, you're just some piece of junk robot. Go uh, away. We don't care about you. They've so, to the wayside. I'm not saying Capcom's right for that. That's going on. Number two, KG Inafune left Capcom. Sure did. And he was the champion of Mega Man. And if he ain't going to be there to protect Mega Man and ensure that there's good quality, why the hell would I want a Mega Man game? Yeah. Number three, Mighty Number no. 9 is coming out. Sure is. Number four, 
if you want to play a really good Mega Man game that's out there right now, go download a game called Gunman Clive that costs a buck ninety nine on the 3DS eShop, iOS, and Android. Wow, I never even heard of that game. I'm just writing that down right now. Gunman Clive, good shit. <laughs> it's an independent game. It's got a Western theme, but it's a Mega Man game in sheep's clothing. No, what? Complete with uh, electrified platforms, moving platforms, and disappearing platforms. Oh and pew pew lasers. Pew pew lasers. Is it is it eight bit looking like a Mega Man game? Uh, no, actually, this is one of the interesting things. It's uh, it's like a sepia toned like living sketchbook art style. It's oh, very unique. Freaking dope, man. That's freaking awesome. And it's a buck 99 and it's got 20 stages of side scrolling platforming fun. Dude, I'm scooping that. Good stuff, man. I, I, I enjoy a really good platformer, man, because they're they're quick and easy to get through. I wouldn't say easy, but they're quick to get through, and they they challenge your uh, your Twitch reflexes, man. So oh, really this like game it. has some challenges, really? and it is an absolute love letter to Mega Man, and it's a buck ninety nine on all three platforms. Man, so you cannot go wrong with that, and that is the best Mega Man game you'll have played in the last like four years. Well, I'm sold, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, if you guys want more games like that, man, go hunt that game down and get your Mega Man on, and stop coming at me about my Street Fighter. <laughs> So, no, I, oh. I do not want any Mega Man games from uh, from Capcom. You know, you know what I wish. I'll, I'm gonna. <laughs> you gonna close gonna this out on your own hope and dream? <laughs> I'm gonna throw in a hope and dream and switch places with you. Mm-hmm. So you know how sometimes uh, Nintendo has let other people make uh, games with their characters, like yeah. uh, the Capcom Zeldas, and you know how they let Sega co-develop uh, F Zero GX. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would love it. Even though I'm, this is probably never going to happen, and probably meaning completely never, mm-hmm. would love to let Capcom allow Nintendo to make a Mega Man game. Oh my god. Of course, it would be exclusive to Nintendo systems, you know, to the Wii U and the 3DS, but let Nintendo make an old school Mega Man game their way. That would and be- I don't even mean, you know, just toss them into Smash. Yeah. I mean, do it the right way. Give him his own game, you know, side-scrolling action, just like it's Mario or Kirby or Metroid or whatever, but Mega Man and Nintendo. That would mean that these kids would have to go out and buy a Wii U, and they're not willing to buy any other system besides the system they already have. So, Well, there is the 3DS, which does oh, sell pretty well. That's so. true. Well, if that does come out for the 3DS or the, the, the Nintendo <laughs> Store eShop where people can buy it for either platform, then I would say then that would be the way to go and I think that's a valid. That's a very incredible idea. I would look. I would look forward to that. I really would. Won't happen, but you can you can pre-order it now. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> it's the thought so, that counts. But uh, thus, thus ends the hopes and dreams. Yeah, Sobro, we, bring, we uh, bring it to an end, and uh, Sobro went crazy, and I tossed out a hope. He did. He did. It's like the world is on its on its flip sided, man. It's everything's gone pear shaped. Back to cats you, and dogs living together. <laughs> and, and, Sounded like two bitter old men reliving the the good old days of video games. Good times. To me, but, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So a bit of history has happened. Mm-hmm. And on that note, going back into time in the history, it's now time for some old timey news hour drama with Chris. All right. So uh, as I mentioned. Last episode, uh, there was a long submission from Black Comet 1224 of the Scientist Solarian, which 
not going to do for the interest of time, and since we already did the short version, that's got us covered, so we'll move on to Zaldrin, who's got a, a Star Wars-themed one from the Old Republic. All oh, right. He was a living legend, the embodiment of myth and folklore, a figure that transcended history. Yet all he saw staring back at him was an ordinary man who hadn't slept in three nights. No idea who that is. <laughs> well, right. The next one comes from the Hod, and this is one that Neil will appreciate. What's that? It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, ten years after the earth Minberry War. The Babylon Project was a dream given form. Its goal to prevent another war by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home for diplomats, hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wanderers. Humans and aliens wrapped in 2,500,000 tons of spinning metal, all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it's our last best hope for peace. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2258. The name of the place is Babylon 5. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> Such good stuff. Nicely delivered. And next we have Arbiter. Hey, how's your... Ah, uh, these pretzels suck. How's your day been, buddy? We haven't talked much since I left you for dead. My day? Been pretty good. Just bought a pony made of diamonds. Because I'm rich. So yeah, that's cool. I've been wrecking my brains trying to come up with a name for this diamond pony. I was going to call it Pispa Brains in honor of you. But that just feels immature. Hey, what about Butt Stallion? Butt Stallion says hello. I should clarify. That diamond horse I've been telling you about? It's not a sculpture or anything. It's a living horse made out of diamond. Nope. No what is that even from? <laughs> no clue. But the next one is an original submission from Dayman, Fighter Ooh. of the Nightman. Yes, indeed. Who I'm sure since uh, today is St. Patty's Day, he's just down drinking at Patty's Pub. Hell yes. And, and you know, being raped by the Nightman. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Out of the darkness, a hero rises. A man who fights against mediocrity, sending optimists and delusionals into a fright. The Batman to Japman's Joker. The hero MHQ doesn't deserve, but the one it needs. With the help of his master and Lord Sir Bay, his name is Neo, the destroyer of destiny. Hopers and dreamers beware, your time has come. <laughs> pretty awesome even though i'm not the killer of hopers and dreams officially so uh do you want that to be like your your intro the destroyer of your your wrestling intro yeah i i I could do that yeah like whenever you come into a room just play that yeah put put, use the music for i'm a real american in the background there you go yeah that's that'll work next up we have two submissions from new listener glory to the shanchen clearly a wheel of time fan nice Thank you, sir. Number one. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or I'm a shut it for you real quick. That's awesome. What's that from? Oh, you don't know what that's? Oh, my God, really? No, no, I don't. That- Okay, uh, that's Richard Sherman of the Seahawks oh, after the oh, NFC no. title game. That was just shit that he said in that interview, and dumbass Aaron Andrews comes walking up to him, and, you know, 
oh, what is that? Yeah, that's the thing where like everybody went crazy. And you I know, heard about that. I didn't know exactly what yeah. the specifics were. But and man. then and then he had the he had the most excellent retort of like later saying that you know because people were saying oh he was acting unsportsmanlike and everything like that. He just made the biggest play in like the second biggest game of his life, the game before <laughs> the Super Bowl, and yeah, wow. So yeah, yeah that's what that is. That's awesome. Right. And the second one is dedicated to the general himself because, you know, this is his idol. Mm-hmm. This city is afraid of me. I have seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up about their waists, and all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us! And I'll whisper, No! <laughs> That's out, Rorschach, Shout out to Rorschach, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> about to say, I was like, that sounds familiar. And next we have Meister Randall, who says, 2000 GMT has passed. How is everyone spending this memorable New Year's Eve? For tonight marks the end of an old age and the beginning of a new. The era named after the most famous person in history, the Age of Christ, will end in four hours. Goodbye, Anno Domini. Hello, Universal Century. Oh, man, this, uh, I guess that's the, uh, the speech from the... Uh, that's from Unicorn, from yes. Unicorn, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that opens up the series. That's yeah, from cool. the Prime Minister before he went boom, boom. Oh, my God. He, boom, boom. He went out yeah. big. <laughs> And next we have Zero the Mass Knight, who's uh, channeling some classic Cartoon Network. Long ago in a distant land, I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleash an unspeakable evil. But a foolish samurai warrior wielding a magic sword stepped forth to oppose me. Before the final blow was struck, I tore open a portal in time and flung him into the future, where my evil is law. Now the fool seeks to return to the past and undo the future that is Aku. <laughs> ah. Samurai Jack, man. Good shit. Yeah, such good stuff. Yes. And our last one for tonight will come from listener Nas. Mega City One. 800 million people living in the ruin of the old world and the mega structures of the new one. Only one thing fighting for order in the chaos. The men and women of the Hall of Justice. Juries, executioners, judges. Old Judge Dredd, man. Good stuff. What a, what, what a good sample right there, man. Uh, if anything, that, that was a dope-ass submission right there. And that's it for the old-timey drama hour, so I will turn it back to Neo. Yeah, that, I'm sure that will get expanded now that we have all that other time for uh, <laughs> from Hope vs. Dreamers. So. Maybe so. Thank you. Popular segment, so. Definitely. Yeah, hasn't been killed yet. Um, so. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Anyone, before we go and do our mailbag blowout, because I know we got to get to that, because there's lots of good stuff there. Oh, I know. It's well overdue, man. I, I, I've got nothing. Okay. If you have nothing to say, you don't have to say anything. Hey, man. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, anything? Nope. All right. We'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Goddamn at MHQ.
damn you. I almost numbchucked you. You don't even realize. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. We're looking for a few good new types. Over the last couple of months, the Gundam Nation has been getting together to play Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus. We call those sessions EX Versus the Gundam Nation. Well, we as a group recently upgraded to the sequel to Extreme Versus, known as Full Boost. We're inviting you to come on out and play the new game with us. Even if you don't have the game, you can watch our live stream and also join in the conversation that we hold on Skype during the stream as well. It's not only a gaming session, but a social event for mecha and anime fans as well. If you have the game, you can add the PSN ID, The Gundam Nation, which is the tag that we use to network all the players for the sessions. Also, make sure to add to your Skype the contact of Shinjuku-Station. So you can have a chance to join the Skype conversation during the stream. If you want to watch the stream live, make sure to head on over to twitch.tv slash fighters ready and follow us there so you can be alerted to when our streams begin. If you missed any of our sessions, head over to youtube.com slash and you'll find a lot of our sessions that we've already had archived there. Just be in mind that the conversations held in these sessions may not be safe for work. For more details on the event, make sure you visit Gundam.net and click on the EX versus the Gundam Nation section. If you enjoy the game, the podcast, or Gundam in general, then you owe it to yourself to come on out to EX versus the Gundam Nation. We'll see you there. I know you. And I know when you got something brewing. I know it. What I got brewing? You what I got brewing, right? You tell me. You done lost your dumb damn mind. Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ and getting into our main topic. It's a mailbag blowout. So before we start, I believe that Neil wanted to make a statement. So go yes. ahead. I have to do a journalistic retraction. I had said at the beginning of the show that we hadn't done any uh, mailbag questions for 2014, but I was wrong. So I am admitting it before I get all the posts saying you were wrong. All these were done. So <laughs> once again, I apologize for giving false information. Back to you, Chris. 
All right, so we're going to start by catching up with some voicemails and clear out that backlog. And of course, you can leave us voicemails at 305-792-8324. Please specify that your voicemail is for either Gundam or Chaos Theater, and try to keep it short. So the first one comes from EA NetDude. I was wondering about LaPasse's box. I was a big fan of the show before it got canceled. And I was wondering if you guys have, have maybe thought of having uh, having Andres on maybe every six months or maybe even every quarter year to kind of wrap up the latest in Gunpla and Robot, Robot Damashi figures. Um, I think it would be a pretty cool thing uh, for us to look forward to and um, you know just kind of connects in with, uh, with general mecha fan base. With Andres, I don't know that we'd be able to have him in the future because with our recording schedule is not very conducive for someone who works in a public school and has to be up at the crack of dawn <laughs> and as a family man with a young child. However, you can follow Andres's writings at Tomopop where he is the main contributor writing about Gundam news and very recently Pedro revived the Tomocast and has had Andres as a guest. So, you know, given that he's already working with Pedro regularly over there, it's much easier to coordinate for them. So if you want your Andres fix, I would recommend checking out the Tomocast whenever he pops in to talk about Mecca. Nicely done. I, I was glad to hear, I'm glad to hear he's, uh, he's, he's, he's taken to the mic again. So that's pretty cool. And uh, shout out to the Tomo, Tomocast coming back, man. That's awesome. Indeed. And our second voicemail comes from Philly Gundam fan. Hi, this is Rob Mallard, slash Philly Gundam fan. And I'd like to know who you guys think is going to win in a UFC-style throwdown. Cobra's boy, Saji Crossroads or Shinji Ikari. And remember, there's no steel chair in that ring. This is the octagon, so we're going to buy those rules. Gundam fight set. Ready, go. All right, so the uh, the UFC championship, Solbro, uh, who are you going to put your money on? <laughs> I got to go. I got to go with Saji, man, because at the end of the day, Saji. Go with the hometown favorite? I got to go with the hometown favorite, man. I got to go with my boy um, because he, he at the end of the day, he was willing to fight. Uh, Shinji, not so much, man. He had to be dragged kicking and screaming back into the into the, into the the Ava. So, man, he's, he's, he's just not willing to nut up, man. Saji eventually did. That's, that's the difference maker right there. So that's that's it, man. I back my boy. All right. So Neo, who's who's your pick in this fight? Well, this is a tough one because I don't know what version of Shinji Ikari would show up in this in this mm -hmm. fight. But I would yeah. have to go with probably Saji. But even though I know that there'd be lots of milk probably just on the octagon <laughs> and toast. <laughs> And with Shinji there, probably some other other DNA too. So. Jesus Christ! But yeah, I'd go with I'd go with Saji. And, and, you know, and you know what? The 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 king is going to make a clean sweep because in considering this question, I realized that in the end it came down to practical action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Saji picked up and fought with a folding chair. Hell yes. Which is very wrestling. That's right, man. Yeah. Come on, brother. <laughs> Yeah. You're going down. You're going down, brother. 
he could come out to like he could come out to some like royal English music. He'd be the he'd be the author the Arthurian legend. So I mean, you come out to pomp and circumstance. You could oh god, you could have this all over the place. Yeah, just pass him the valet taking his his crown and his cape and his sword as he just no as he walks from the riser he there's a sword and a stone right there and he just grabs it. And then, as soon as he grabs it and puts it over his head, fireworks go off. Oh, oh God. yeah, this could be done. We could make this, and then it'd be probably the most pathetic slap box fight there ever was. But... <laughs> there you go. So, moving on, our last voicemail, because there's none left after this, comes from longtime Mechatalk poster Burtman4. And before commenting on his question, I would like to point out that although it is a longer question at two and a half minutes, this is actually a sterling example of what we're looking for with voicemails, because it is uh, concise, it's to the point. It's direct, and it wastes no time with lengthy introductions or repetitions. So please listen to this, and if you have a long question or multiple questions and comments, this is the way to do it. And as I've said before, please think about your question before you call and leave a voicemail, because there have been plenty of those where someone has called, and uh, while we appreciate the feedback, uh, clearly did not think too far ahead. So make sure you do that. So thank you, Bertman, for providing this example. So we'll move on to his question. Thanks for the awesome podcast. However, today I'm calling in to make a complaint, and that complaint is about pronunciation in three parts. First, Gundam Build Fighters, China. Really, China? It's not even a made-up name. It's an actual Japanese girl's name. It's China. So props to Solbro for getting it right. As far as I'm concerned, Chris and Neo have lost the right to make fun of Funimation. Second, made-up names. The Red Comet himself. You're usually pretty good about this, but I still occasionally hear Char, like he's some sort of barbecue. So please, it's Char, as in Charlemagne, even though I know that's not the origin of the name that Tomino made up. Third, and lastly, Armor Trooper Votons is my favorite Mecha anime series, and I have been gnashing my teeth every time you mispronounce the protagonist's name. It's Kiriko. I know it's spelled C-H-I-R-I-C-O in English, but it's C-H as in Christ, not as in church. Look at the katakana spelling. It's Kiriko. Just listen to the dialogue, and all the characters clearly call him Kiriko. So please, just remember that C-H as in Chris, not as in Chris. I think this is very pertinent, because Chris just mentioned on Chaos Theater that he's watching Votums as homework for a future podcast. For the longest time, I avoided calling in because I thought this was just a pet peeve of mine. This is a free podcast, after all. But I recently changed my mind after hearing several other podcasts talk about how they do their research for their various topics. As part of their research, they do check on pronunciation, and if at all possible, they do ask a native speaker for corrections. So I think it's okay for listeners, like myself, to ask a free podcast, like yourself, to live up to certain journalistic standards and try to get the pronunciation correct. I'm not asking that you always do. I'm just asking that you try and not blow it off. So thank you. I'm looking forward to many more podcasts. Okay. So I have a couple of comments on this. And first of all, I have to take issue, Burtman, with your characterization of Gundam as a free podcast because let me 
explain something. Let me give you a peek behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. It may be free for you to listen to, but it is most certainly not free for us to produce because Mm -hmm. let me tell you how things go on this show. And incidentally for chaos theory, because it's the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there's something that we have to watch or read, there is all the time that all three of us, and Pedro have to invest into watching or reading that or playing it. And then there's all of the time it takes to record the show at night after we all have been working for the entire day. Mm-hmm. Then there is all the time that it takes for Pedro and Solbro to edit the episode and release it. Mm-hmm. Then of course there is the money that it costs to host the two shows. Ooh. So when you combine all of that effort and that money, neither Gundam nor Chaos Theater are free shows. So I do not appreciate the implication, if that's what you're trying to say, that we are free shows that aren't putting in a certain level of effort compared to other podcasts. Because you know what? I don't care what effort other podcasts put in. <laughs> this is the way we do our shows. Number two. Uh, In mentioning other podcasts and the work they do, I don't at all mean to sound dismissive of your comments, but when it comes to all of the things that I have to do during the day, which involves work, having a girlfriend and a social life, having my own interests, doing all of the homework and the hosting for both podcasts, and running MHQ, which is a massive beast that I can barely even handle. The very last thing I'm concerned about is the pronunciation of the names of fake characters. You want to know why? Because they don't exist and thus cannot be offended by people saying their names the wrong way. And if this bothers you every time that one of us says Chirico, then I have to ask you, why do you care and why does it matter? How does this affect anyone in the real world? And I have to say... Yes, I am aware of this comment. People have made it before. But again, I I don't care. That's the way I've been used to saying it for more than a decade. And I'm not going to change it just because it bothers you. If it bothers you, well, which clearly it does, maybe you need to not care. Because again, this has no impact on anyone. And let me tell you, speaking from personal experience, people have been butchering my last name for my entire freaking life and continue to do so Uh on a constant basis. Mm -hmm. And I eventually stopped caring and trying to correct people or get bothered by it Mm -hmm. because it's pointless and a futile effort. Uh So if I can deal with my name being butchered in unimaginable ways, you can deal with the pronunciations of fictional characters who don't exist. I don't care about China. I don't care about Shar. I don't care about Chirico. It does not matter to me. It shouldn't matter to anyone. And while, yes, you can argue that wrong is wrong, I would not dispute that. But again, I would still say, what does it matter? When you say, oh, other podcasts, they take the time to uh, you know, read the katakana or consult Japanese speakers... This is not a news podcast, despite all our jokes about Neo and the news and everything. This is a conversational <laughs> podcast. Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? <laughs> you hold on a second. The whole idea behind Gundam and Chaos Theater is that it's a conversational show, and it's just a voyeuristic peek into the discussions 
that friends would be having informally about any topic. Mm-hmm. When you're not going to be caring about how to pronounce things or have your facts 100% right. Yeah. So again, none of us have the time for this, nor is this something that really is worth our time because we have lots of other things to do throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Also, let me um, <laughs> make sure I'm not getting off track here. No, no, keep it going. <laughs> I, th- I think I've pretty much covered it, so I know Neo has a few things to say, and uh, if anything occurs to me, I will bring that up. But again, I appreciate the feedback, but this is not something that you should be too concerned over or that anyone should be too concerned over. So, Neo. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say kind of, I mean, I agree with a lot of the points that you bring up, Chris. It's just, I mean, it, it's... You know, the way that you can sit there and say you can't dispute, just because we don't always talk about what happens behind the scenes, you can't dispute the fact that we do do research, we do do things that we need to do. Um, you know, oh, I remember what I was going to say, since we were oh, just go ahead. beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, as a final comment that, uh, Mr. Burtman, I find it interesting that uh, you give these three very specific examples of mispronunciations of names, yet you take no issue with Neo's constant mispronunciation of real Japanese people. So what's up with that? I agree, too, because I'm the one that's doing it. But <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of thought that, too. It, 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 Chris brought it up, and yeah, it makes complete sense. It's You're worried about Chiriko and Char and Chinue or whatever, Chine. but you know, <laughs> everybody else were you know, people that actually exist Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, uh, no mention of them, but you know, Hey, whatever. Um, but just back to my other point, you know, uh, when it comes to the preparation or anything that anyone else does fine, you don't know what they do. You don't know what we do. That's fine. And I agree with Chris too, is the fact of, you know, outside of all the jokes of news and everything like that, this, this is what it is. It is a, a, a conversation. And sometimes in conversations with your friends, you mispronounce a lot of crap. No one's perfect on this. Mm-hmm. And just like Chris, I also have a last name that has been destroyed forever. <laughs> and it gets to a point where you just sit there and go, you calmly correct them because you, that's just what you do on that situation, mm-hmm. and you let it go. You don't you don't sit there and you know give them the the syntax of the French uh, conjugations and all this other crap. It just doesn't it doesn't work that way. And you know you know um, <laughs> I do second with Chris too. Um, this because you're not the first one that's brought this up before, but we don't compare ourselves to other podcasts. And we don't say anything about them, and it and it is kind of it kind of irks us at times when people will bring into our faces, "Hey, you do this wrong. You're not doing it the way that these guys do." Because we never ever say anything about anybody else unless it just comes to a point of you know somebody was listening to something or bringing up a topic or something like that. Um, so that that that's I mean, you, I think you just need to sometimes kind of listen before you submit, and also. Is this really that important? And it and it really, in a lot of ways, isn't. So that's about all I can say on this thing. So man, well, sober. 
I mean, it, it does sound like a lot of nitpicks that come to Fever Pitch, and you eloquently put him uh, in, into into verbal form, man. I, I really appreciate how you submitted the uh, the uh, the voicemail, man. Um, but when it comes down to it, even the Japanese say English words wrong in the shows that we watch. I should point out that um, in Gundam Build Fighters, every time they go fight in the desert, what do they say? Dessert. <laughs> Or in the uh, most recent episode, uh, Kiara having her concert in the uh, open studium. Exactly. So it's like it's 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 fair on both ends of the the spectrum. Like I'm sure that someone like Mark Simmons, who's works on the show, may have brought that up to them, um, or someone who English speaking may have brought that up to them. It's like when you guys say de- a desert, you're saying it like like a dessert. You know, that like, you know, I'm I'm gonna have a parfait or something like that. No, they're not fighting in a parfait or or pumpkin pie. No, they're fighting in desert sands. <laughs> and 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 it's it's the same on the other end of the other end of the spectrum. We say most of the names right on this show. When we talk about the shows that we're reviewing, we say most of the names right, but we do have some preferences on how we say names. Uh, my own nickname, Solbro Ryu. I know it's not pronounced Ryu. It's pronounced Dew or Ryu. Um, I kind of have a hard time contorting my mouth to say it that way. So I, I just say Ryu like you know most people uh, refer to as the character. I know I'm wrong. It, it's absolutely right. And I do like it when people point out um, – errors in our show but there's some things that we might not change about ourselves because we're just used to saying the names right i know old school gundam fans call char char because when they were introduced to gundam at the time when the book came out or when they watched the show way back when on videotape um they were calling the character char i know old school gundam fans they call him char all day long and I don't see the point. And hey, of if not for Char, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have all of that Charmander fan art. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. I do. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I just know that in the original printings of the books, um, I think I, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, for the most part, I know people that call him Char, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I call him Char personally because when I was introduced to the character, it was on uh, Mobile Suit Gundam when it aired on Toonami, so I, I pronounce him that way. But I call Kiriko, Kiriko Chiriko. I just think it sounds better, man. It makes his name have a Latin flavor, you know. I, and that's just in my head. I know that's not true, but I call him Chiriko because I just think that just sounds better. But I know the Japanese pronounce. I'm watching Voltums right now too, and I know that that's how his name is pronounced. But I just can't bring myself to say it. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think it's point of preference. Uh, I, I don't mean to offend anybody who is a stickler for that. I, I respect where you come from, and if you want to say names right, that's right. When I when I talk when it comes to real people, I try to say their names right. That's what matters to me because I don't want to say their name wrong. I work in a business where I try my best to say people's names right because I do customer service. So if I say someone's names wrong, I have I stand a chance to offend them. So if I don't know the name or how it's pronounced, I will ask them, "How do you pronounce your name?" So I don't make sure I don't mangle it. <laughs> that's how well, I. You should ask. Yes, yeah, should ask Jericho too. Ask them the next time you watch them. Next time I watch them, I I would be the first question out my mouth. (laughs) And and in closing, Mm -hmm. you know, as we keep discussing these various series that you've brought up, Bert, man, please be aware that the pronunciations are our personal preferences, and we're not just saying them this way to specifically needle you. Not at all. Because when I talk about Votomes and Chirico, Chirico rolls off of my tongue as an English speaker much more naturally than Kiriko. It does. <laughs> it just sounds wrong to me as I say it, and I know you're going to say but that's the right way. But you know what? I don't speak Japanese, and I don't read Japanese, so it's going to be Chirico. Yeah. And we don't until pretend, the end of time and, on this podcast. <laughs> and, and, and we don't pretend to. And probably my closing thing is let's just put it in the aspect of what we do is entertainment. 
uh, the aspect of just sitting back, voicing our opinion, and having fun doing it. So, I mean, if you want, you know, syntax and grammar and all that, maybe you should just do your own thing or listen to find somebody that does that because yeah. that's, you know, it's it, of all the things. I mean, I'd actually respect the. I actually respect comments when people say your opinion's wrong more than something that like this kind of appears to be nitpicky. So yeah, I mean, I I respect where you kind of a tomato tomato thing. I've met a lot of fans at conventions that have told me that I'm saying the name wrong of whatever we're talking about, but at the end of the day, I still love it just as much as they do. Um, I try to get the names right, but at the same time, I don't want to be looked down upon because I may say something differently than someone else. It's just, I'm an English speaking person. I'm not living in ignorance. I just want to say it effectively (laughs) so that people know what I'm talking about instead of mangling the Japanese language. So, but, but I think, I think, I think it was you, Silbro, that brought up the point that Mm -hmm. when the Japanese in these shows speak English, they don't do it right. So, I mean, it's almost like to him, they're given a pass. You know, they're, that's not their English is not their first language yet. They're having an issue with an English word, and if we have an issue with a Japanese word, mm-hmm. then you know we don't get the same type of um, you know uh, pass. Yeah, it's a two sided coin, man. It works yeah. both ways, man. So that, that's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for your comment and everyone for your voicemails. We're going to switch now to the regular mailbag, which you can drop questions on in the Mecha Talk thread. We're going to go through these kind of quickly. The first one comes from Angel Wing Zero, who says, Loving the show as always, guys. More host-specific questions this time. Neo, is Fellini the successor to Roy, womanizing and proving you can still fly drunk? Mm, I wouldn't say successor. I could, I'd say he's probably in the same area, but, I mean, Roy was fighting for the freedom of the world against real enemies, not sitting in a toy. And, you know, so... Oh, damn. I mean, a <laughs> little, little different there. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe he so, went to the same school as Roy. Just just not all well, of I, I Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking getting loaded, getting an actual fighter plane that turns into a robot, trying to fight um, giant aliens that want to destroy your world mm-hmm. is a little different than sitting behind a little <laughs> virtual reality thing with a Gunpla model oh. uh, fighting some 10-year-old from Osaka. A little, little, little bit different there. So well, all right. Yeah. All right. Number two for me. Who would you date out of the SV two ladies and why? Oh. Noah, Kanika, Kumagami, or Shinobu, or their live action counterparts? Okay, so I'm gonna take Kanika and Kumagami out of the running because they're both bossy perfectionists. Mm-hmm. It's not really my style. So it'd probably be a toss up between Noah and Shinobu because. You know, they're much more down-to-earth by comparison and uh, probably relate to them a lot more than either Kanaka or Kumagami. Oh, nice. And lastly, Sobro, what thing could be improved with more Gundam Hammer? Well, I got the perfect answer. Mega Man. (laughs) (laughs) Shout-outs to PQ Comics. (laughs) All right. Okay. Next, we have a comment from K173, mm-hmm. who says, Hey guys, no questions in this email, just an amusing observation. I was listening to a recent episode on the Stuff You Should Know podcast where they discussed the historical basis for King Arthur. 
<laughs> Needless to say, while I listened to the whole episode and learned things, the entire time I was unable to get images of King Saji out of my head, <laughs> especially when they kept dropping the phrase, the Arthurian legend, repeatedly throughout the show. <laughs> I can safely say that my ideation of King Arthur in all forms of media has now been forever contaminated by the image of Gundam's once and future king. <laughs> you proud of yourself, Sobro? All I can offer is my apology. <laughs> I hope it goes far, but it doesn't look like it will, man. I've forever contaminated your mind. You're welcome. <laughs> you spread that contamination, so Ooh, Indeed. Next, we have Haromeister, who says, Hello, Gundam. Happy New Year, guys. It's 2014, and yet Ava's not happening. Damn. <laughs> well, I suppose we should be thankful for that. Yeah, thank you. No second impact? Shoot. Anyway, any thoughts on the new Sunrise Mech Show Buddy Complex? After seeing the first two episodes, it felt kind of generic, and I feel like Sunrise just won't let go of the accidental teenage pilot gets thrown in the middle of a battle concept. Do you have any fresh ideas on how to make a good pilot episode for a mech show? All right, here's my concept. There you go. A bunch of dirty, ugly, old, bald men in dirty, gritty, run-down mobile suits, and everything is grim and dark and gray, and there's lots of pain and death and suffering. Everybody looks as rugged as Rumble Brawl. Let's go. Nah, he's too pretty. (laughs) Rumble Brawl is too pretty. What about, what about, what about uh, Synapse and uh, what was that dude's name that blew up with the birthdays? Burning, Burning. yes. Everybody looks like those guys. That's that's the show. I'll tune in. (laughs) <laughs> no, I have not seen Buddy Complex. You know, I, I've been kind of down on mecha shows recently just because of that repetitiveness. You know, the last like non-franchise robot anime that I watched was Gargantia. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was a nice spin on you know some of these robot concepts. So season two is in the wings too, man. I can't wait. <laughs> you know, I would say something along the lines of Gargantia that plays with the tropes and the concepts is more of what I'm interested in than just the generic teenager gets stuck in a robot. And that, so, and that series dropped during a deluge of, uh, of, uh, of mecha shows like uh, Majestic Prince and uh, Valrave. You know, they all hit at the same time. You figure that we'd have watched more, but you know, we, we actually on this show, we have gone backwards with our anime reviews. <laughs> We've gone back. I'm kind of bring out on robots, yeah. guys, because, you know, we're approaching uh, very soon now the 14th anniversary of MHQ. Yeah. It's like, you've had your fill. (laughs) I had my fill, and I'm kind of done with modern mecha anime, so I've been left to retreat backwards into the past and enjoy all of the classics that I had not seen yet, or revisiting those classics, like in the case of Votoms. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when I see, you know, the, the art and the trailers for these new shows, they just don't do anything for me, and... You know, I understand that I'm not the audience for those shows mm-hmm. as I'm getting older, and that's okay. It doesn't bother me. I don't have to watch every single mecha show that's out there just because they're there. You have discerning taste, and you're waiting for another show to grab you like Gargantia did. This mecha show is for the trash and the <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's Gundam the talk. I, I agree. I, although I do, I do know the occasional fantastic mecha show is waiting in the waiting in the wings. It's just a matter of time before it comes up, and then we'll review it on the show. Um, do I have an interest in seeing uh, Buddy Complex? I watched the trailer. I thought it was cool, um, but if it is kind of generic, then damn, that doesn't give me much hope that the show is going to be a, a, a fun watch. Um, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I, I hope to hear uh, 
more uplifting talk about it in the in the weeks to come. Neil? Oh, um, no, I haven't seen it either. And I I think I second your old grizzled men. Um, and I think with every episode, the guy that you think <laughs> is the main pilot will die at the end of that episode. Nice. Oh, you mean like Igloo 2? Igloo 2, yeah. <laughs> well, with less Nazis, though. Okay. There you go. Next, we have Yokozumudo Bulldozer, who says, Hello! Oh, shit. <laughs> Number one, which RX-78-2 do you guys would think think would win in a gunpla battle? Okawara's or Katoki's? Oh, shit. Katoki all day. That's my pick. <laughs> Just got more bells and whistles, and it's so sleek in design. It's it's a modernized RX-78, man. So they've taken to effect uh, more practicality with that one. So I would actually own uh, the Gunpla for that, and I built it. So, uh, yeah, I've got an affinity for uh, Katoki's. I'm sorry, what was that last part? I actually built, built the Katoki, the KA version oh. of the RX-78-2. I'm looking at it right now on my shelf. I know it's shocking, right? Amazing. <laughs> I'll just say Katoki because I have nothing else to say. It can't be amazing because you're not a Majin. Oh, damn it. You took it away from me, man. You took it away. Damn. I got to get the pair of shades. I'll show you. <laughs> I can't say anymore. I just say Katoki because Sobro brought, dropped the bomb that he built a gun to a gunpla. Yeah, I'll have to give us a Katoki as well. Another clean sweep. There you go. Blow it up. Number two, which other mecha show with a decent toy slash model kit lineup do you guys think could work in a build fighters fashion? I was thinking Transformers and Zoids for starters, since they got a decent customizing community, and Zoids has had a couple of manga titles where it involved model kit battles. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give two answers on this. Cool. Uh, one, because I'd love to see like freaky transformations. I'm going to go with uh, Macross. Oh, damn it. You took one. <laughs> that's all right i've got another one but uh yeah macross is a nice pick i would love to see that um and to see all the different uh not only not just the, the valkyries but also the uh alien next too yeah exactly alien. yeah so there's that and another show that already lends itself to customizing would be votomes yeah holy shit so just love to see like all of the dog combinations that are possible mm-hmm well, I would go with uh, I would go with the Brave series then. Um, the Brave series has had a few nice. entrants, and I love the fact that a lot of their a lot of their uh, mecha combine. Um, and there's just we you know, transformable uh, mechs in that as well. So I throw the Brave series out there as uh, my pick. It's a very good one, Neil. You're in Lagan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only eight episodes. That's not very much oh, to work. Well, it, it isn't, but you have to use your imagination. <laughs> okay. True. Number three, which Gunpla would win in a three-way battle royale? Mm-hmm. Perfect Gundam, beginning 30 Gundam, or Star Build Strike? Does any of them have Moonlight Butterfly? <laughs> uh, no, and uh, as Build Fighters has shown us, sometimes Moonlight Butterfly doesn't really help much. Oh, damn. Burn. So I'm going to have to give it to Beginning 30 with all of its like uh, funky mojo and uh, like massive spamming craziness. I got to go with the Star Build Strike, man. Those boys got gumption. And, uh, you know, Say can, can customize that sucker to, to any occasion. So I'll, I'll throw my hat in with the Star Build Strike. All right, next we have FaZe Daniel, who says, Gundam, guys, it's time to whip up some more questions to the MHQ mailbag. <laughs> Number one, 
In the Gundam world, there are some mobile suits that would have absolutely no use at all considered to be useless. So my first question is, what are your three worst Uh-oh. useless mobile suits slash Gundams and why? Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, my. Neo. Oh, no. Give us your three most useless. <laughs> um, any mobile suit or Gundam that has Lunamaria Hawk as a pilot. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, That's going to upset some people. Let it rock. The... <laughs> So are you going to shame the impulse by association just because it got handed down to her? Oh, yeah, I, I hate I hate to do it to it. It's but not impulse's fault, man. Impulse. No, impulse no and, I, and I have a good fight. I have no ill will towards the impulse, mm-hmm. but it could have put up a little bit more fight to get that assignment to be given to somebody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so another one, just because I hate it, the Bolomok Saman. Ooh. And it looked a little kind of useless, too. Um, and the last one would have to be, hmm, probably, I don't know. Oh, mm-hmm. Zaccarello. Zaccarello? <laughs> all those stupid, yeah, the Zaccarello and all those other stupid mobile suit, mobile armor things. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the question did say mobile suit specifically, I'll allow that. There you go. Mobile yeah, you got, you got a lot of mobile armors in there, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Soul mine, uh, number one, the number one uh, cannon fodder suit of all time, the Leo. Damn, the only person that ever did damage in the Leo was Trey's Kushranada. And uh, that's only Are because... Are you forgetting Hero? Hero. Oh, yeah. yeah, I totally forgot he had a moment in that suit, Blow, man. Blowing down a bunch of uh, Virgos God, and is, having massive plot armor. That is a huge difficulty level right there but the, for the two of those guys, and they overcame it, man. Just so, just so how good a pilot those two are. Um, outside of the Leo, which was pretty much a walking coffin, um, the Methus from Zeta, um, it was a battery, I guess, for sure. <laughs> But it kept coming back from destruction so many times. It was the world's most economical mobile suit, so I would give it that. But damn, and they just wanted to repair. Yeah, it was. But it and just... despite being a horrible death trap, mm-hmm. better survival rate for the pilots than the Rickdius, which yeah. was a much better suit. Fa, so got to give it up to Fa then, because damn. Well, not just Fa, but uh, but Rekoa. That's right. Rekoa was in it too. She yeah. did rock that for a short pe- for for a period in the show too. That was her. Uh, she used that too. Yeah, uh, if anything, it didn't seem to make much of a difference, but it did keep its pilots alive, man. It had a beautiful safety record. Shout out to the Methods. <laughs> the last one um, that I have is the Petite Mobile. Really? <laughs> I guess I guess kids got to get started somewhere, man, but I really didn't see it doing much besides, uh, I guess, what it was intended to do. So, yeah, Petite Mobile, man. Not really a, not, not really a, a, a headliner. <laughs> Well, I'm going to start with uh, one I'm surprised that neither of you mentioned, and that's the king of all use of tumble suits, the Nether Gundam. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man, how did I forget? I, I actually did kind of was thinking of that, but I, yeah. What, what a pick. <laughs> Number two. I'm going to go with um, the Gez, or Giz, whatever the hell it is, from, from Double Zeta, mm-hmm. the mobile suit uh, used by Gemon and Yazan. Oh, God. Good Lord. <laughs> the junk one. Which was yeah. completely useless and retarded, especially with the spinning cockpit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was that all about? Yeah. And uh, number three useless mobile suit, I'm going to have to go with, I believe it's the... Uh, the Corel, one of the uh, one-shot 
new type mobile suits from Gundam X, the really skinny one. Oh, it was so skinny because it had no armor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and once yeah, you actually it, caught it, you could destroy it so easily because it's it had zero protection at all, which is kind of dumb. Indeed. Yeah, that was that was through that period of uh, new type of the week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have an honorary mention. Uh, it, it is a, it is a mobile armor, but damn, did it turn out to be an easy last boss? The uh, Alvatore uh, from uh, from Double Low, uh, the one piloted by Alejandro Corner. That was a piece of poop. <laughs> Well, you know what though? Uh-huh. That that you really can't fault because number one, it destroyed the Ptolemaeus and killed a bunch of people. Oh yeah, that's true. And two, it took down you know a bunch of stuff in total. Yeah. Really screwed over celestial being. Mm-hmm. If you want to give an honorable mention to a useless mobile armor, mm-hmm. that would have to be uh, the Burke now from Victory <laughs> that was used by Pepinaden, who oh. <laughs> was launching into space. And then uh, Crazy Lupe was like, I hate you, I hate men. And she just crashed into him. Oh, my God. And blew it up before he even did anything and shot anyone. And never even got to play? (laughs) Never even got to do anything. So that's a pretty useless mobile armor by comparison. Damn, all that money spent for nothing. Damn. Lupe, you terrible woman. (laughs) Yep. All right. Number two. And this one's going to be more for... Sobro, mm-hmm. with Sword Art Online Season 2 announced, I would like to ask this interesting question. If you want any characters from Sword Art Online to pilot a Gundam slash mobile suit, what suit and which character and why? I'll keep this short and concise. I would make the main character, Kirito, uh, uh, a.k.a. the Beater, pilot the Strike Noir. Fits his personality completely and is also his color scheme. I would definitely give that one to him out of all the suits out there. All right, and question number three, a simple one. What's your favorite Japanese food? Ooh. Um, out, outside of sushi, mine is tempura fried shrimp. I love that stuff. Oh, my God. Neo? Sake. <laughs> solid food. <Hey>. Sake bombs. <laughs> I said solid food. You talking about them barley and hops, man? Eat it with a spoon um, and a fork? Actually... My favorite, uh, I just probably just the spicy tuna sushi, man. Spicy mm. tuna rolls. Just love that junk. I agree. All right. Well, I have a couple of top contenders. One would be uh, good old beef curry. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's pretty dope. Um, I love me some yakisoba. Hell yes. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, any and all types of ramen. Yeah, I'm down with that too. Real ramen, not you know cup ramen. We used to have a Japanese. Oh, that's not bad either. Yeah, that's not no, bad that's at not. all. We used to have a Japanese restaurant. And that guy, that guy's a national treasure in Japan. The guy that started. Oh, the Nissan the cup of noodle. Yeah, yeah the cup of noodle Nis- dude. Nissan. Nissan. Yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like a historical icon there, man. Oh shoot. He, yeah, because I think he, I think the story is cup, and I, if I'm wrong, I'm sure one of the listeners will correct me. Um, but I believe after the war, they kind of credit him for helping, you know, providing food because, you know, that they had food shortages after the war. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that guy's like, I believe he's even got a, I think there's a cup of soup or a cup of noodle museum in, in Japan. <laughs> That's like how, that how highly regarded this guy is. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, Nissan also funded an anime. Oh, which one? Uh, Freedom, that 
OVA yeah. with uh, designs by Otomo. Yeah, indeed. It was directed by Otomo that uh, is basically a massive commercial for uh, Nissan <laughs> Cup noodles for whatever anniversary that I think like 50th anniversary or what? whatever. I totally forgot about that. That's right. I forgot they got involved. Yeah, no, nobody remembers that that anime that much. Damn. I, I will throw this one in there because there used to be this Japanese uh, fast food joint. It was, you know, it was it was a, a place that uh, specialized in like uh, quickly made Japanese food, and I'm a huge fan of beef bowls. I love beef bowls so much. Whether mm-hmm. it's that beef or chicken on there and that white sauce, man, get out of here, son. That shit is amazing. Um, that's that's my other mention right there. It's freaking delicious. All right, Fierce Rodimus asks, Solbro, mm-hmm. will there be a sequel to Bernie's Lament using the second ending theme from Build Fighters, which praises the short pants spirit? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's all the rage with young Asian boys. That's all I know. Um, I, I would have to say uh, nothing could top Bernie's Lament, man. I can't, I can't top myself. I do make, uh, for those who don't know, if you go to uh, YouTube.com slash Shinjuku Station, I've made quite a bit of bumps for uh, Shinjuku Station live streams. I've chopped up uh, 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 visuals from anime and combined it with music. It's me getting, to, and getting back into making AMVs again, but they're really short, like 30 seconds long. It's like 40 seconds. Uh, check them out if you want to see more AMVs from me. You'll find them at youtube.com slash Shinjuku Station. So no Bernie's Lament Part 2? Well, one of these days. Maybe I'll be inspired by, by all the short pants spirit. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Save Lament. Save <laughs> <Says> Lament! <laughs> Or actually, what's what's his dad's name? Oh, for, uh, Takashi's lament. <laughs> Takashi's lament. <laughs> there you who, have it. who knows? Who knows? Next, we have Red Comet ninety, who says, "Hey guys, I decided to listen to ANN Cast's episode on the fall of Bandai Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Robert Napton said that Aniplex has found a market for what they do, or at least to him, that's what he thinks. I wanted to hear the Gundam hosts' take on this. Do you feel Aniplex is doing well at the moment?" Do you feel the strategy is valid? Personally, I feel the one thing they are doing right is creating high-end collector's box sets that are made for those collectors who really want it. But at the same time, I feel like they're making a mistake by pricing Blu-ray with only four episodes at $70-plus as the general release. Edit. By the way, the Straight Tick Express was strong on Facebook when that guy commented on Idols and Macross. (laughs) So, uh... Yeah, Aniplex, uh, I'm not a fan of theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things in theirs that I, that I would like to buy if they were available at a decent price. And, uh, you know, once again, as I've said many, many times, and will continue to say, America is not Japan. Nope. So, you know, Japanese companies should not expect America to be the same and subject to the same pricing because the markets are not the same. Yeah. However, there clearly are uh, many anime fans with disposable incomes or people who really don't have disposable incomes and I'll catch up with them later on <laughs> who don't mind wasting hundreds of dollars on any one box set mm-hmm. because Aniplex still keeps doing them. But I just don't think that what they're doing will ever appeal to a wider market, but that doesn't seem to be what they care about. Even then, some of their stuff is ludicrous because their Blu-ray release of... Gurren Lagan is ridiculous. You can't release some super premium version of a show that was already released at standard American prices beforehand exactly. by another company. What the hell, man? Who, who on earth would spend all of that money? Even Pedro, who adores Gurren Lagan, Ooh, yeah. would not spend that much money to buy the Blu-ray of, uh, 
that TV show. Hell, even the DVD version is already priced at what I would consider to be the very high end of a Blu-ray, let alone the actual Blu-ray itself. So I'm not down with their release methods, and every time I read that they've licensed a show, I cringe because <laughs> I know that it's going to be ridiculously unaffordable and uh, not priced for this market. And I just wish they would release things later on as even just a stripped-down budget set because if they put out, even for like a bit over $100, a complete set of Kara no Kyokai, I would buy that instantly. Wow. But I was not going to step up and waste four hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. On that box set, I don't, I don't love anything that much. For me, my upper limit of how much I love something, and this is now frozen in time, is the two hundred fifty dollars I spent on the Macross DVD set yes. thirteen years ago. God, and that was that was pushing your buttons to the limit too. Nothing, nothing to me that has ever come out since or ever will come out is going to be worth that much. Hell, you were bringing up before the show that um, Sony is was it Sony? They're they're releasing um, the the uh, spectacular Spider Man. Yes. On on D, on Blu-ray for like forty bucks for the, both seasons, and that's my big conundrum. I can't personally find myself spending that much money on a few episodes for an anime when I can buy a whole season of a TV series uh, I enjoy for less than that on a Blu-ray DVD combo pack. I mean, I just got for Christmas both uh, Arrow uh, season one. And Person of Interest Seasons 1 and 2 must have cost my wife less than $120 for all three of those. And that's yeah. like a ton of episodes, 22 episodes per season. So now, like, I can't understand why they think that's going to work here. I understand that for anime licensors, they have their costs in having licensed this stuff and that it can be pretty ridiculously high licensing fees sometimes. And then yeah. there's all the expense of dubbing and all that. But that doesn't mean that I have to like Japanese prices, and it doesn't mean that I have to buy them just because I'm a quote-unquote fan. I support what I want to, and I choose to not ever support anything from Aniplex until they decide to start releasing things at a reasonable price. We've seen before that this arrogance doesn't work. Look at Bandai Visual. Mm-hmm. You know, Aniplex you know, is doing pretty much the same thing, but... At least they seem to be slightly less oblivious than Bandai Visual was because Aniplex is deliberately going after a higher-end market, whereas Bandai Visual thought that their expensive approach would work for everybody everywhere, even in retail. Wow, that's freaking ridiculous. So Aniplex has at least learned that lesson, Mm -hmm. but I still don't like them. (laughs) Anyone else? No, no. Well, I I, I think you hit the nail on the head, but Neo? Oh, I mean, there's not much you can say. I mean, for whatever reason, they there's a they understand the market, and it seems that it's working for them. I mean, you don't have to agree with it, but yeah. it doesn't seem like they're going to change. And you know, there's I mean, the the big difference is is they're still around, and Bandai Entertainment isn't. So it must be working for them. I don't know. Damn. All right. So. Next we have Meister Randall mm-hmm. says. Number one, discovered this excellent podcast a year ago and have a question I've been wondering about since episode three of Unicorn. While in the Unicorn, Deguza and Benajer have a conversation about Laplace, and Deguza explains how Laplace being destroyed benefited the Federation as it allowed the Federation to justify its authority. Mm-hmm. Deguza implies the likelihood it was a false flag operation. Mm-hmm. You think the author of Unicorn, Harutoshi Fukui, is making an analogy to the terrorist attacks of September 11th. I don't want to create a debate on if they were or not, just speculation on the author's intent. Neo, what do you think? I have no clue. I mean, I don't know what his, you know, I don't know what this author's 
intent was, but I would ha- I would have to say that um, September 11th, since it's happened, it's influenced uh, storytelling in a lot of ways. Yep. I mean, there's different things. So, I mean, could it be? Yeah, maybe it is. But, I mean, until, you know, we speak to the person or they actually say it in a, in a um, you know, in a interview or something like that, I don't, I don't think you can really sit there and say, I mean, there could be light, there, there's, com- you know, there's comparisons, but that's about it. I mean, you, I don't think you can really make a solid conclusion that that's what this person was intending to do. Solbro? Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. I, I don't know what kind of writer he is, um, but I know a lot of people do pull from real uh, real life events all the time for uh, for 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 fiction and basis in fiction. I mean, Double O did it constantly, uh, at least in its first season, anyway. So um, for the, the author to do it for Unicorn wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I, I if, if if anything, it, there'd be something we'd have to ask him. But um, it's influenced a lot of people's writing, as Neo said. So I, I've got to agree with him on that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people describe Fukui as a uh, nationalist, nationalist, but you know this is all third hand, yeah. so I haven't seen any you know primary source material that confirms that he is a Japanese nationalist, so I can't comment to that. But that being said, it's possible. I mean, 9/11 was a major historical event and has influenced a lot of s- stories around the world ever since then, and will continue to do so for years to come. So I don't know if he had that in mind specifically, but it certainly is possible. And that's, I guess where we'll have to leave it. Number two, I just finished reading the novelization of Gundam, which really explores the new type concept and the different interruptions of it from Zeon Sum Daikum's understanding without misconceptions to the special powers ace pilot. What is a new type to you? I believe he meant different interpretations rather mm-hmm. than interruptions. So, so, bro, what's a new type to you? Uh, a new type to me is a complicated question, but to me it seems like it is the next step in humanity's evolution, although they've de- they've debunked that in the series. I think that's what Tomino initially intended. Um, the human mind is being utilized in, in a different way, or, or, or more of the human mind is being used, so that way uh, extrasensory perception is being utilized um, as a part of a, a person's awareness. Um, I think a new type is not on the same level as, say, something like uh, a mythical uh, warrior like a Jedi or something like that. But it, it's it's someone with a more refined sixth sense is what I look at it as. And um, they're not able to be understood by, by old types, but, you know, they, they have their own struggles they have to deal with. So that's what a new type is to me. Could you could you recite more uh more dialogue from Gundam. Hey, I'm just saying. I, I just, I just, I, I, I'm just saying. You know, basically, no, reliving all the Gundams. I, I, you know what? Define a new type for me is the books. I think the book. I think the book did a really good job of like spelling out what Tamino initially intended what a new type is, and I kind of hold on to that. Uh, we've seen stuff like Gundam X, which you know completely just makes them out to be just animalistic type people. But um, you know, it it, it is what it is. Mutants, mutants yeah, uh, just a freak of nature, and I forget what else is. Um, discounted uh, new types hell um the the appearance of uh what's the name of that character in uh turn a gundam um corn nander he had new type abilities but he seemed like really cro-magnon so is that like the evolution of what new types yeah but he was he was frozen like so many times and too long i found there's a de-evolution of humanity according to lord evil (laughs) can't oh god 
But yeah, I have a more positive outlook on new types. I think uh, if utilized in the right way, they could have brought humanity to uh, a much better place. But instead, uh, they got used in war. And that's to be expected because they their talents lended to that uh, quite a bit. But back to you. Neil? Um, I just see it as because of all the different explanations or the ways that a lot of the shows are doing it. It's just that new type is in some way prolonged life in space is going to somehow change the human body. Because we see it outside of extrasensory perception, increased, you know, reaction time and things like that. So I, I think that that it's kind of it's kind of become more or less to me just a catch-all of this is some space is going to affect people in some way because we do know that prolonged, you know, uh, time in space does affect things. Um, Makes your bones brittle. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean that's why you always see them exercising up in the uh, you know up in the space station and stuff. So, and I think it's that, and I also just think it's a plot device to make these people um, sometimes a little bit more you know special and to you know maybe kind of explain the unexplainable. So that's about it. All right. Well, if I had to look at it, the totality of new types as represented in the anime. I would sum it up as they are the failed potential of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it, too, because they all fail in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, where would each of you want to live in the Gundam universe? Earth, the moon, or one of the sides? Please give a UC timeline answer and a non-UC answer. Oh, okay, so for UC answer, I'm going to go with the moon, because the moon seems to be the uh, least ravaged place in... Yeah all of Gundam, and even when the Titans dropped a colony on it, it was on an uninhabited part. Yeah, I agree. I go with the moon, too, for UC. Um, Solbro? I would probably pick the desert. Um, the desert? The desert, um, because there's really no value for them to attack there besides oil. Um, but I, even then, I... Tell that to Australia. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Australia got pummeled. My God. But someplace is already decimated, so, you know, lightning can't usually doesn't strike twice. <laughs> so, so you want to live in a shithole because, according to your theory, it can't become any worse of a shithole. Hey, man, we can rebuild it. <laughs> <laughs> it may take decades, but we'll try. We'll try. Um, either that or some uh, some 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 island somewhere where I know it's not going to be of any interest to anyone. Just just max and relax on uh some 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 uncharted island somewhere, man. It'd be great. All right. Um, for non UC, um, I'm gonna go with uh, the moon again because. Uh... <laughs> You know, aside from X, where nobody lives there, uh, the moon's pretty chill in most of the other timelines. Hmm. You know, whether it's yeah. Turn A, Gundam, or Wing, or whatever. So, yeah, the moon. Unless, of course, uh, you know, you're stuck there in the age world with Girado Spriggan, which would go. be unpleasant. <laughs> well, my non-UC answer would be uh, Neo. Or Seed, where uh, you know you don't want to be there if you're the Earth Alliance. Oh, Jesus God. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a but, brutal universe. But there's, yeah, don't, don't hang out at uh, Earth Alliance bases on the moon. Nah, man. Otherwise, you're okay. I'd be chilling in Neo America from G Gundam, man. That's the place to be, man. That's America. Right. That's right, man. I'll go right to where uh, old Ch- old uh, Chibity grew up, man. To the to the Neo Bronx. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably have to do the same thing because yeah, right. none of those colonies got messed with, really. Oh, sir. <laughs> All right, and number four is two part. Mm-hmm. Who had the most useless self sacrifice death? Well, I think it's obvious who all three of us are going to say. Oh, my God. That, should, should we just put in parentheses that's not Oliver? 
Can I edit this for saying, say, who's the most useless self-sacrifice death that's Out, not outside Oliver? of Oliver? <laughs> and which one? Wow. Um, yeah, outside of Oliver, man. Uh, I don't know. It's really, his is hard to top. Uh, Emma? <laughs> she never yeah. had to get out the suit, well, she, man. She didn't sacrifice herself didn't. to save anyone. She was just being dumb. You know, but connected to that, you know, who was pretty, I don't know if this is most useless, but useless, mm-hmm. uh, Henkin. Yes. Yeah. He sacrificed an entire ship to save her. Yeah. <laughs> and still yeah. failed. <laughs> Only to have her die right afterwards. Oh, my God. Revoke his captainship, man. <laughs> oh, I have a perfect one. Mm-hmm. Mula Flaga, because somehow oh. he was resurrected to become a bad character in a bad sequel. Okay. And the second part, which one affected you the most? Mm. What? Like, we cared? Yes. Well, the one that affected me, but it wasn't a sacrifice, is still... What's his face? Odolo? Yeah. In in victory, but that wasn't a sacrifice. That was just him being yeah. in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, so let's shoot yeah. for sacrifice. Let me see. I think Slegger only be in the show only because you feel like he could should have stayed around a little bit longer. Like if he was such a good pilot, it would have been nice to see that type of character to be around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Plus he's the cool guy. So, I I think and because his, you know, because his self-sacrifice was kind of, I guess it wasn't even really useless because it got Armoro's mind and, you know, it kind of set Armoro straight. Well, the question is not if it was useless; it's yeah. whether which one affected you the most. I'll say that one. That, that one. Uh, that one probably affected me the most. All right, Solbro. I'm trying to find her name. Um, but the leader of the the leader of the strike. Oh, Junko, I believe the leader of the strike team. In Victory Gundam, yeah, the Shrike team in Victory Gundam, her death was pretty rough because she did sacrifice herself for good reason. And oh, she's the one holding up the map. No, 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 Junko. Mm -hmm. Which one was Junko again? Was Junko the leader of the Shrike team? Yeah, she sacrificed herself too. Junko was the one who um, tried to disarm a bomb without knowing the disarm bombs. Damn it! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're thinking of one of the very early strikes to sacrifice herself to hold up the mash driver, which was not Junko. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. her, but also the leader of the strike team also. Um, yeah, Junko was the leader of the strike oh, team. Junko oh, was the leader of the strike oh, so, team. Okay, okay, then I'm, I'm confusing events. But um, yeah, the girl, the, 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 the earlier um, strike, team, strike team pilot who uh, held up the uh, launch platform to, uh, to, to allow the uh, League military to escape Earth. That was a pretty rough one. God dang. But that show was full of sacrifice. That's like the freaking theme of that show right there. Victory Gundam. Don't watch yeah. that show if you're faint of heart. <laughs> Depression time. So mine, not an intentional sacrifice, but mm-hmm. it was an, a sacrifice that had a huge effect. Nonetheless, on both the viewer and on the character, I'm going to go with uh, Miharu. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. She, uh, she did have a huge effect on Kai. That's an oldie mm-hmm. right there, man. An oldie but goodie. Yep. <laughs> and he and you, feel off. Sa- and you feel sad for her, uh, her brother and sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Mike Sorrento closes off by saying, "Thank you for the hard work you put into making Gundam." Well, thank well, you. At least somebody appreciates that. Damn. <laughs> we have uh, another question here from Black Belt Sam, the giver of two DSs, mm-hmm. who says, "Sup? <laughs> question." What is your favorite lopsided fight in mecha anime? What I mean is a fight where one of the fighters is clearly out of their league. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm going to go for the classic, man. Shiro versus Norris, man. 
<laughs> he was getting his ass kicked. The only reason why he lived is because he talked about Ina. That's it. That's it. Out of that man, he was completely. Uh, he was like the 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 triple A leagues versus the major leagues. Man, get out of here with that. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Neil. Well, just Camille versus Jared. <laughs> Anyone in particular? <laughs> it's just all of them. With the end fight. I, I think they actually got better. I, I probably. Probably when he's in the the Gapley mm-hmm. and like the Boundock because he's in this super powerful suit that he should still pretty much, you know, it should improve stuff. But he was still just he sucks so bad mm-hmm. that he just get. I mean, my God, the guy died and he just got thrown into a burning ship. <laughs> a fitting yeah. end. Yeah, he was never on par with Camille. Even if you gave him the Zeta, Camille would still beat the hell out of him. Even day one combos, Camille still yeah. beat his ass in the Mark II. Yeah. Still painted black in the Titans colors. Come on. Now. I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. This is this is Jared was so bad that when he's flying the Mark II, mm-hmm. he can't. He he runs it up against the mountain of the of the uh, stupid. Of the of the colony, he can't even get. It. I mean, the guy's just how he ever. I mean, outside of the fact he was just born on Earth, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Was should not have been in a mobile suit. I mean, that just signaled how bad the Titans were. What you're saying is he showed potential from jump. <laughs> potential for being getting his ass kicked all the time. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But all that right. and probably Makuve. Because that was at the point where freaking Armro was just nasty. <laughs> oh, the face! He beat the hell out of freaking Makuve. Makuve got yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> he beat the living hell out of Makuve in his little fancy pants, you know. And Sadaki yeah. is still crying. Indeed. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, uh, because of the, the laughable incompetence, every encounter between Ko and Gato. Oh, oh God! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the that, tables turn. That is a good one. <laughs> I I will mention uh, one other classic: um, Bernie versus the Alex. Why? <laughs> Why? I mean, granted, I understand his intentions were good, but come on, man! There's no way. There's no way you'd be able to hey. make it through that. Hey, uh-huh. he did more damage to a Gundam with a Zaku than anybody else ever in Gundam history. He friend. really did. If you really think about it, he did. Got it. Yeah, he got, he got put in, it. He got put in the Guinness Book of World Records right next to a picture of a hamburger, man. That, that's what they submitted. <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. You're right. He did do more damage to a Gundam than any other person has ever done in the Zaku. Because even as much as Char gave Armoro fits at the beginning, he never put that much damage on the RX-78. No, he didn't. Hell, Char had to use the Zeong to do even anywhere near as much damage yeah. <laughs> as Bernie managed to do. So. Props to Bernie. Mm-hmm. And remember, Bernie helped rebuild that suit with a young Asian boy. <laughs> so we, we, we posthumously give him his MVP award. Yes. <laughs> you, you do have to – You do. I mean, if you really look at it, you got to give the guy props. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he didn't survive the war, but, I mean, hell, he did more than most people ever did against the Gundam. What it matters is he made an impression. Yeah. And it became an impression. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Silver August, who says, "Howdy from the frozen north." Oh. He's got a couple of questions. Number one: 
If you could vacation to any location in any Gundam series, which would it be? Note, colonies that have been blown up only count if you're there the day it gets destroyed and are now forced to make a daring and possibly horribly written escape. Why would I want to go to a colony that's going to get blown up? Well, presumably you don't know it's going to get blown up. Oh, if I could vacation to any location in a Gundam series? But if it happens to be one that got blown up, you're stuck there the day it was blowing up. Okay. Oops. Um, what was the... Where, where was that place where you had the baiting suit episode in Double O? Where they... Where all the... Where uh, Sumeragi and them all did the operation in bikinis? That's where well, I was. That was just be. some random celestial being mansion, probably owned by... Uh, some by safe White. house? Yeah, that's where yeah, I want to vacation. Nice. That's a location in Gundam. You know and what? it's a series. I brought up islands earlier, man. I take it to Don's Island. That's where I would vacation, man. With, With those Zaku. stupid kids and those anorexic Zakus. Hey, man, there's, there's no no violence and happening there, man. The, and what it did, <laughs> and the pathetic thing that the poor Gundam had to do. <laughs> hey, people don't even know the episode exists, so it's a perfect place to hide. <laughs> that is true. Somehow it doesn't fit into anything. Yeah, that, Obscurity, that, Jack. That's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> That is that's good logic there, Soul Bro. Actually, go, hide in plain sight, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then get malaria from a mosquito bite. There you go. There you go. What a way to That'd go! That'd be out. awesome. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with uh, I forgot which colony name it is, but uh, that Scandinavian European theme colony in Zeta, oh. where Camille met Rosamia. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, man. Seemed like a like a pretty nice place. You wouldn't go to Moon Moon. No. <laughs> Nor would I go to uh, Francesca since that drunk lady in Double Eighty kept babbling about how horrible it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to know how bad that place is, according to that drunk lady. So there you have it. Indeed. Number two. What's your number one mecha-related regret? Example, not buying slash watching something when you had the chance or thinking Saji would ever become an important character. Damn. Ooh, damn. Damn. <laughs> so, bro, what's your number one mecha-related regret? Oh, man, this one's easy, man. Watching Destiny and thinking it would get better. All that energy for nothing. Really? <laughs> not, 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 not at all thinking Saji would ever become an important character? No, see, I can live with that. <laughs> Watching Destiny and hoping that it's gonna get become the badass show that it started out as, and just just being freaking disappointed week after week. That was torture because that was not a show that I watched in one straight shot. That was a show that we watched week after week after week, only to be beaten down. Like some people might think that's age, but nah, Destiny was a far worse experience. I guess because I experienced Destiny, age wasn't as wasn't the bitter pill that I had to swallow. Uh, as a result, so uh, yeah, that's mine. Absolutely. All right, Neil, your regret? Uh, Shadow Chronicles. <laughs> Having to watch it. <laughs> and actually watching the first 15 minutes twice. Oh my god, I remember when Because you... I watched the first 15 minutes mm-hmm. one day, and I was like, god, this is crap. And then we decided to do it for Anime Toilet like mm-hmm. not too late, not too much longer. Yeah. Shadow Chronicles. I remember when Sho berated me for that. He said, how did the hell did you let me buy this when you knew how garbage it was? He bought it because he thought it was going to be decent because it was Robotech and it was the first new Robotech in years. He bought it and watched it and then cursed my name after it. It's like, you should have told me, bro. You should have told me it was garbage. So uh, shout out to Shoji Ramaro. Or did, did, did you want him to, to feel the pain just like you did? He needed to, feel, to suffer with you? He needed to experience the tears of time like I did. <laughs> That's what we experience when we watch bad mecha shows, man. That's what we experience right there. That is the uh, that is the affliction. 
All right. Uh, you know, looking back out of the many, many mecha regrets that I have, mm-hmm. one of them that's up there just because of uh, product limitation is missing out on the re-release of Votomes that Central Park Media did late in their life. Oh, man. Because you can still find the first three sets relatively cheaply, mm-hmm. but that fourth one is near impossible to get. Oh, man. Do y'all, do y'all also regret about Dunbine, or did you happen to get Dunbine when it was out? Oh, no, I got all Dunbine. Oh, yes, me too. Me too. By the way, that Votum set, check this out. That's my case closing. <laughs> I, got the, I got mine in the tin case right here on my desk. It's gorgeous. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> Good day. You're welcome, man. And lastly, for Sobro, mm-hmm. what is the progress report on uncovering that undoubtedly epic Robotech slash Voltron fan fiction? This is probably oh yeah, this is probably the most popular question I get, and I must have answered this. Well, times. what's the answer? Well, let me set this straight. I actually went to my mom to try to find it, and uh, years ago, my cousin. Okay, did, do you have it or not? I'm I'm building up to that. It takes about 30 seconds. I'm sorry if, if you're already in a hurry. Um, no, uh, years ago, my uh, my my mother put all the stuff I had in the garage in the trunk, and then my cousin Josie went in there and threw out a ton of my stuff, old 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 things I had written, including my Batman animated hard book, um, hardcover book as well. I was so pissed because she thought it was just garbage sitting in this trunk. She just tossed it all out trying to clean out the garage, and so that's where. Uh, my my uh, my Robotech versus Voltron is it's, so, it's sitting on some trash heap somewhere, um, forever lost to history. So my apologies, guys. I thought I'd be able to find it, but uh, you can blame my cousin for that one. It's on her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And next we have Mobius Diablo who says, "Now that you're using something other than Skype for voice chat, does the man in a can curse still apply?" Well. Better oh. not tempt fate. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> also, what have Neo and Solbro been up to in the past week or so? Anime, reading, TV, games, etc. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> cool. Gambling. Oh, that's right. You went. You went to. Uh, you went to Sin City recently, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, me, it's uh, you can keep up with me uh, and what I'm watching a lot of times uh, at tinyurlcom station. If you ever want to know what I'm checking out, a lot of times it's there. But outside of that, just the regular DVR stuff that I keep up with. So, um, and just playing a lot of uh, Gundam EX versus and uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on PS PS3. So, there you go. All right, and next we have Yokozuna Budolter again, who says hello. Oh, hey. number one. Picture an alternate history where plastic never existed, and instead we got a lineup of Gunpla model kits that use other materials. Which would you prefer? Wooden Gundam kits, a.k.a. Wudam, or clay Gundam kits, a.k.a. Gundo? Oh, wow. Gundo. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, my pick, uh, wooden Gundam models, man. Preferably crafted by... Nick Offerman. Fire. Fire breath. Hey, man, preferably crafted by Nick Offerman of Park and Rec, Parks and Rec fame. Man. That guy can, he can, yeah, put, he can put out a mean... All I gotta do is burn you, flamethrower. With what? A, I a, win all the time. A gun dough? <laughs> yeah, it's clay, idiot. It's I mean, clay. it's not how's, gonna how's burn. A, how's clay gonna launch a flamethrower? And, and it's gonna absorb, and it's gonna absorb body shots, because uh-huh. it's clay, it's denser. Oh, dude, gun dough all day. Man. I'll have mine made of uh of 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 rich mug. of what? It's gonna be made of like ashes after I'm done with my gundo flamethrower. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see that on the Please. battlefield. 
Let's 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 go. I'll fire that green shit they did in uh, Game of Thrones. Actually, we'd be done. Because <laughs> I'm sure your Gundam is gonna come equipped with that. Your Gundam well, is it made? Is it made? I by can the, do uh, it. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I can with Gundo particles. <laughs> Don't you watch the show? You can make the particles do what you want. I suppose you can. Yeah. I'll take my chances. I'd How about burn that? your shit down, son. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Indeed. That's saying. Chris? <laughs> I think I'll uh, I'll go with uh, Wu Dam so I can display them next to my Lincoln Log Villages. Burn your, like eight. burn your whole village down. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I, I, I give it props. You, you, you and what baby dragon army, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's all I need. Recently, there oh, was... There yeah, because was... I, I could make my gun doe mm-hmm. look like a baby dragon with fire breath. All I know is there was recently a uh, a Zeta Gundam made by a Japanese gentleman. He made it for his son, uh, sorry, grandson, and his grandson wanted no part of it. He made a Zeta Gundam statue out of wood. It looks phenomenal, dude, and I would take my chances with that all day long. If they can make that out of wood, I, I'd love to see what other Gundams are, are getting crafted out of wood. So that's the reason why I picked wood. There you go. He should have. He should have uh, disowned his grandson immediately. There you go. Surprised he, surprised he didn't. Not even. Not even worth. His time, man. Damn, that shit looked gorgeous. And question number two. Continuing from that previous question I asked not too long ago, do you think Sasaki's grandchild would be the perfect bat and Sei's grandkid the perfect Ray equivalent? Also, which title do you prefer? Paintbrush of the Shingyo or Fist of the Gunpla? I would agree with that equivalent, and I would go with Fist of the Gunpla personally. I think that just sounds better. Yeah. I would go with Fist of the Gunpla. Number three. This is a amusing paraphrasing of a certain uh, controversy. <laughs> Who struck first, Exia Repair Two or O Gundam? <laughs> what uh, am I watching? The original theatric version or the uh, remastered <laughs> Blu-rays? Oh, I I don't know. What's the purest version for you? I don't know. Probably. Maybe the first version, the one I, the one that was originally done, uh, Exia Two struck first. I would go with Exia Two, uh, Exia Repair Two as well, man, because dandies always lose. <laughs> and Cessna shot his parents. There you go. He's always the one to shoot first. No yeah. questions. All right, and I hope to do more questions, but since we're running up against uh, time limit here, being very late into the night, the last question is going to come from Shellcod who says, I know you guys have probably answered this in the past, but I'm a fairly new listener and just have to ask this. Why does everyone hate Gundam Seed Destiny so much? I just finished watching it, and while it had its fair share of problems, I still found myself enjoying it more than Double Zeta, Stardust Memory, and Age. So why does it get all this hate? Well, we're not going to answer this question because we have discussed this many times in the past, so you should look in the old, outdated episode index topic. Mm-hmm. Scroll down to the Gundam Roundups and listen to the segment on Destiny. There you go. That, that, that will tell you everything you need to know. At one time, it was the most downloaded episode of the show. So, uh, yeah, you should definitely check that out. Uh, plus, uh, General Hate was on that episode with us. So you have plenty of uh, reasons to check that episode out. All right. And with that, we will wrap up this topic. And we will be back to not to do the mailbag in the next segment. Just in case oh, you're wondering. It? <laughs> Darn it. Funny. We'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. 
being dead. You're taking this extremely well. Taking what extremely well? That I'm here. I don't give a goddamn if you're dead or time traveling or the ghost of Christmas past. All I care about is this whiskey. So bottoms up. Get the hell out of my house. I thought they smelled bad on the outside on upcoming superhero movies. Scott, I'm going to punch you in the face. Why? <laughs> because there is another movie that we must discuss. Oh, what's that? Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel. Okay. Wait for someone to say that. Here's my thoughts on Man of Steel. It's Zack Snyder directing Kryptonian on Kryptonian violence. And as much as I'm annoyed that they're recycling a Superman villain we've already seen on screen, and that there are plenty of Superman villains we could talk about... But he was the best Superman villain. This is going to be the best Dragon Ball Z movie ever. <laughs> I have no frame of reference for, dra- for Dragon Ball Z. Please check our website at I can't believe Game & More forgave Gears of War 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? You need to fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only covered major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news, big and small. And don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop and second opinion. So stop by secondopiniongames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Hey man, is that Gundam? Yeah man, well turn it up man! Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. You've been listening to episode 141, where we had another mailbag blowout. We ran through your questions, your voicemails, all of that fun stuff. So uh, hopefully that satisfies a lot of you guys. I know we still have a lot more questions to go, so look for that in later episodes. Make sure that you check out these links when you have time. Head on over to where the magic happens, mahq.net. Visit there for reviews of many mecha-related animes and manga series. Also join the conversation at MAHQ's official forums at mechatalk.net, where you can find forums for this show and other MAHQ and Shinjuku Station podcasts. There you can comment on the thread for this episode or others and submit questions for future podcasts. If you're looking for previous episodes of Gundam at MAHQ, look no further than Gundam.net, where you can also find information on all of our previous episodes. Also find us on iTunes by using the keyword Gundam, and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. After listening to our show, your next stop should be Chaos Theater, MAHQ's podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom outside of Mecca. Hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ, Gundam's own Chris Guanche, and the pedal bear of the South, Tomopop's own Pedro Cortez. You can tune into the show at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes by searching for Chaos Theater. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube, where you can not only find our previous episodes, but extra content as well. Subscribe to these channels when you have time. YouTube.com slash Gundam M-A-H-Q. 
YouTube.com slash Chaos Theater MAHQ. YouTube.com slash Fighters Ready. YouTube.com slash Shin Station Fight Tube. And YouTube.com slash Shinjuku Station. Last but not least, make a beeline to Shinjuku Station's home for live streaming. That's tinyurl.com slash Shin Station. Every week we stream live with anime commentaries like Shoji Ramaro's Anime Movie Night and live podcasts like our new show, Barbecue Night. Don't sleep. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash Shin Station and follow us to keep up with all our future live streams as well as archives of our most recent sessions. And that is it for episode 141 of Gundam at MAHQ. We'll see you guys next time. You know, thank you for everything. Because you are with me, I survived. I feel the same. Thank you for helping me out. Is that the right usage of words to show human gratitude? (laughs) Sort of, yes. Well, what are you going to do now? What? After you reach Mars. You have an important mission, don't you? If it's okay with you. I mean, after you finish your mission. Jehuti's duty on Mars is to penetrate the military fortress Alman and to destroy the fortress from the inside by self-destructing Jehuti. Jehuti will self-destruct? By deliberately overactivating the generator, Jehuti will generate a maximum of 22.3 gigatons. That is equal to the power of 15 positron bombs. Wait a minute! You mean you'll deliberately explode this frame? What about you? All my functions aboard Jehuti will cease. So it's a suicide mission? I thought it was you who told me not to waste my life! Pressurization is complete. Opening the hatch. Thank you. This is what I live for. This is the purpose of living. For those who have no life. No! Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. So many battles waged over the years, and yet none of them like this. Are we destined to destroy each other, or can we change who we are and unite? Is the future truly set? We now find ourselves on the edge of extinction. You'll need to go into the past to end this war before it ever begins. Use your power. Bring the X-Men together. It's good to take the two of us. 
side by side at a time when we couldn't be further apart. You took the things that mean the most to me. Maybe you should have fought harder for them. There is a new enemy out there. Mutants. You'll need a new weapon for this war. I know what I have to do. It's us or them. years wasted fighting each other, Charles. I've watched a lot of people die. Friends. We've been given a second chance. Guide us. Lead us. I don't want your future! supposed to protect them you're afraid i remember